Okay. I'm into that. Okay. New middle name just dropped. What is your middle name? Do I want to disclose that? You don't have to. It's Elizabeth. It's fine. It's <laughs> my mom's name. It's a good name. Yeah. Uh, Karen's a good name, too. Moon Germ. Where'd that come from? The, uh, it was 2010 or 11, and Instagram had just been made, and I was trying to come up with something that involved my last name and oh uh, yeah, like I a hybrid you. mashup, and I was like, oh, this one's available. And um, So you were an early adopter of Instagram? I guess. When did it come out? Do you remember? It's like 2009? I think 2010. 2010. That seems about right. I remember I was working at Whole Foods when I made my account. I was working at the coffee bar and on my phone and I wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> and I was like being encouraged by my coworkers and I did it. Which Whole Foods, where was it at? Uh, Northbrook. Northbrook. Okay. My mom worked there too. It was a great time. You worked with your mom at the same time? I did. Whoa. Yeah. It was honestly the best. I can't recommend it enough. Really? That seems unlikely to like, not that that's the best, but that you would find a job where you're working with your parent. Yeah. She had been working there for like, God, I don't even know, um, since I was in middle school at least. Oh, wow. And then like college, I needed a job so I could pay for school and they were hiring. And I remember in my interview, I didn't even mention that my mom worked at that store because I didn't want them to, like, think I was trying to Nepo baby yeah, my way in. By the way, Jeff Bezos, <laughs> we have a Nepo baby here. Yeah, I'm a Whole Foods <laughs> Nepo baby. My, that was pre-Amazon. Uh, it was, yeah. It was back when— When it was better. When things were good. Mm-hmm. It was—and it was honestly, like, probably the best job I've ever had at the time. Wow. Okay. Uh, really cool boss, Noel. Shout out if you're listening. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, just really chill, super fair boss, very honest. I was setting up displays of cheese every day and drinking free coffee. Oh, I mean, what? How? And you're what, 18, 19? Yes, That's it was not bad. the best. Yeah. It was it close to home? Did you drive, bike, walk? I was. I was living in Rogers Park, so it was like half hour drive wasn't bad. Did you live in Rogers Park in high school? No, I was in college at that point. Oh, uh, okay. Where in Rogers Park? What, what, what area? Like what uh, It was on Kenmore and Granville. So oh, actually, I don't know. That, that sounds like Edgewater. That might be Edgewater. It's close. Sorry. Enough. They're all the same. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the north side. North That side. is very different from the south side. And that's all you got to know. Where we are now. The yeah. deep south side. We're like mid-south <laughs> I know. Side. This is like the nice, cute south side. <laughs> the, the Bridgeport. People think this is uh, Armour Square Park because it's so east of the Bridgeport area because we're just like at the very tip of Bridgeport. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a little different from like the west part. I don't know. I was not ever good at geography. I don't know. Yeah. I am and was and uh, I've discovered most people aren't. So I'm always I always either sound like... I'm speaking gibberish, <laughs> or I sound like a little arrogant because I'm like very particular no, with I, like directions and feet, like telling time when sailing, longitude, latitude, like longitude, latitude, all that. Um, but using the stars to yeah, navigate. Yeah, I got into it because I was sun. like, what if this doesn't work one day? I need For a, real, which um, could happen. A friend of mine 
like was in a situation where like her and her partner's phone stopped working and they were out like driving around. They couldn't look up maps and they didn't have an atlas, right? Is mm-hmm. that what they're called? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's been a minute. Uh, Those yeah. are the best ways to road trip though. Did you use one as a kid? Your parents? Yes. They're awesome. And You're map over quest. a fight over it, you know, pre-map quest. Like think of like late 90s going on a road yeah, trip. Yeah, I mean like a laminated... Oh. Foldy Audi, like, yeah, complicated puzzle. Yeah, puzzle of a laminated piece of paper full of blue lines and little names. But it's actually a lot more easy than you would think. the The internet, the the social medias have overcomplicated directions. Um, I always simplify it. I don't know how we're talking about this right now, but uh, maps <laughs> for those who. We're driving pre the internet, which was everyone between, you know, 19, we'll call it 1910 and 2000. So 90 years. <laughs> 19, 2000. <laughs> I was going to say 99. So 90 years of okay. like no looking up, no Googling things for, for maps. It might have been longer, but we'll call it that. Do you think everyone was just like guessing or struggling here? No, there's actually a method to the system of the streets. It's very straightforward. Yeah. The interstates, the numbers Odd ones go north and south. Even ones go east and west. Well. And they, they start in one corner of the country and they go across. So if you know if, if someone's saying a high number, they're talking about west. If they're talking about a low number, they're talking about east. Like That you, makes sense. If you because... look at Lakeshore Drive, it's 41. Mm-hmm. And then you look at LaGrange, it's 45. And if you look, like if you see these numbers, it turns LaGrange to Mannheim if you go further north. Um, Harlem is 43. And look at 41. 44 or 43, 45. How high And they does go, it go from west to east that way. What's up? What's the highest number? Uh, I don't know the highest number out would be in California. I don't know what it is in California. Um, and then same thing goes from north. And that's the old highway system from 1926. The, the interstate, the, like 90, 55, that one was built in the 50s and 60s by Eisenhower. And that one follows something similar. So like I-55 goes north and south. 57 goes north and south 65, north and south 75 if you want to go all the way down to Florida, north and south 85. 95 if you're going from Boston through New York, that's 95. Again, even <laughs> odd numbers going north and south and the numbers go up by 10 all the way to where you go to California and it goes all the way down to 5. If you go to the south, if you ever took 10 from like Florida, Tallahassee, all the way across through Texas or 20 through Tennessee or 40 or if you come up by us, 80, 90, which go across. Do you see how it's going up how the staircase? How the heck do you know this? I mean, I just... <laughs> what I, the hell? I didn't do... Did you ever make these drives? A lot of yeah, road tripping? Yeah, I've driven okay. like all these. But I've studied them too and drove them. Cartographer. Yeah. Geography, There you go. That's a career. Yeah. It's... Uh, I used to play these games in college when everyone else wanted to go out like drinking and partying. I made my friends play like geography games. Oh my god! On like my big projector and nightmare. the old DZ records. Yeah, that's a nightmare for me. I think some of them hated it, and I think some of them loved it. But I'm like, they stuck around, so clearly they enjoyed it. But it was fun. There was this one game. They drop you in the middle of nowhere in the whole world, and you had to use context clues to figure out where you were based on the sign, the language, things like that. Oh kind of, my god! It's kind of fun. I've. Oh, man. I'm so curious how I would do. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I don't know. I feel pretty like my scope of that stuff is pretty narrow. I've only lived in the U.S. We've been around. I mean. Have you road tripped? I have. Mostly as a child from Illinois to Florida and back. Over and over. Grandparents or something? An aunt. Yeah. Aunt and uncle. And up to Minnesota. And then I one time. What was it? Minnesota family? Yeah. More family. Just kind of scooting around, visiting family. But one time, I don't know why I was allowed to do this, but one of my friends was going to college in California, and Mm. I helped drive her there. And we lived somehow. I was... There was a time in the desert. I was driving, and I kept almost falling asleep at the wheel. But I was like, it's fine. Like, we're in the desert. There's nothing, There's nothing to, to hit. hit. Like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, and like she That's was a terrible way to look at it. You can still flip a car. I know it was like I would start like veering a little bit, and then it would wake me up. And I'm like, well, I keep waking up. <laughs> like, who cares? It's just such a twenty year old thing to be like. Oh yeah, like this is fine. Like whatever. I'm just limping along. Like might crash the car. It's fine. Isn't it funny what you accept? As a young, as a youngster, verse now, and what we accept now that we won't in ten years, it's it's yeah. interesting to think about. We just get more and more crotchety with age. Crotchety. And- <laughs> you think so? Do you, have you gotten more grumpy with age? Mm, grumpy. Pessimistic. No, mm, pessimistic. Concerned. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there was a point in my mid-20s where, like, the status of the world hit me all at one time and everything was horrible. And that's, like, when anxiety became a thing and, like— For you or— Yes, for me. And it just was like, is this what it's like to just be sentient and aware of things? This is horrible. Like, how do I go back? Uh, and then, you know. Sorry to laugh. This time, is terrible. <laughs> I mean, did you not experience yeah, that? Yeah, of course. It was like, terrible. That, I did. That, like, mid-20s. Wait, it was between, like, 19 and 25 for me. Yeah. Yes. About that time. 24 was, like, the last good year for me. And then, like, oh after. Goodness. Well. You haven't had a good year since? No. It's all been You're ass. 32, no. right? Almost. You're going to be 32, Don't like, in a couple of days. This. Off on the internet, right? like yeah. three days. Thursday, days? wait, Friday, the twenty second. Yeah, twenty second. Wow, just before the winter or yeah. summer, fall equinox. There you go. Correct. So, sometimes it is on your birthday. I think it usually is. Yeah, not this year. Sorry, man. Whatever. I'm gonna pretend. I'm. <laughs> I'm bringing in autumn with my birth <laughs> every year. That's just how I go about it. It's not the worst time for a birthday. No. Like, you definitely weren't having pool parties growing up, but you easily could have had outdoor hangs and bonfires and, like, stuff like that. Definitely. It's never that cold at this time of year. No. I mean, it's actually, like, I had the windows open in my apartment, and I was like, it's kind of a lot colder than I expect it to be this time of year. You think so? Yeah. I think it's going to be 80s the next couple days, though. Pretty warm. Okay. It's been. We're out of the weird cold snap. The cold snap, it's like 65. See, as you can tell, I looked like I was going to the beach today, as I do every day. I run so warm. My body's always hot, so 
I don't know, like this 60s and stuff, I, I love it. I'm still dressed like it's summer. I but. prefer it as well. I don't enjoy the heat. Uh, I, I feel like I was not built for it. My body wants to lay on the ground. <laughs> I want to be horizontal. Like it's, you step outside and you're hit with that heat and it's like all my systems are like freaking out, heart rate elevated, blood pressure elevated, What's, like, your threshold? Like, do you not like anything over 90, 85, if you could pick? Anything over, like, 70 is Wait, really? garbage. It hits 70 today? You're <laughs> garbage. wearing long-sleeve garbage. pants. Just because I'm cold doesn't mean... <laughs> so you don't... So you rather... Pre- you prefer to wear, like, long-sleeve pants? Yeah. I pr- oh, much prefer okay. that. That's, like... That's comfy for You don't me. like that freeness of, like, shorts and a t-shirt? Where you're just, like, your body and skin... If it's, if it's that magical summer temperature where it's warm, warm enough to wear shorts and a t-shirt and the wind blows and you're not cold a little bit, that happens to me. Where it's like magical, there's no breeze, you're not sweating just standing there. That's fine. That's fine. That's good. That's kind of nice. That's good. That's like, okay, this is what summer's all about. And then, you know. It becomes Chicago again, and it's impossible to live outside. Mm-hmm. Can't step out of the shade for a second without, yeah, being sunburned immediately. That's me anyway. Right. You you clearly have, uh, it seems like some type of Scandinavian blood, so. I did a DNA test. I'm going to go on a whim. Uh, yeah, it was the least surprising outcome. I guess. Go for it. Well, you said Minnesota. A lot of people from Minnesota, are they from Minnesota? Yes. A lot of people from that area are Norwegian and Swedish. It's where a lot of Scandinavian people went. It's a very similar climate. So I'm going to go on a whim and say something Scandinavian, at least half. I don't know. Could be wrong. Uh, And then some type of Northwestern Europe. I mean, probably Dutch or English or Irish. Maybe... Maybe German. I don't know. What is it? <laughs> That's like most white people, a, a salad of European countries. But it could be a lot of Southern or Eastern. Too. True, true, true. I didn't mention those. You're right. You're right. Uh, apparently, I'm like 40% Irish. Okay. F- all from my dad because it like breaks it down. Yeah. It's kind of insane. It is. Um, Yeah, my dad, I only got Irish and I think like the teeniest bit of Finnish from him like a sliver. And then from my mom, it was like, I mean, I could pull it up. I don't remember. She was more of like a, a mixed bag of what you kind of said. Just like broadly Northwestern European. Yeah, pretty much like Swedish, Finnish. I think there was some English in there. Irish, you know. So like if when people ask you if you were to like kind of generalize them, what would you say? Would you say like half Irish and then like? Yeah, pretty much. Just like it look, I I am what it looks like for the most part. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're thinking, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not true for everyone. See, with you, I I because of your hair and skin complexion, I would have said definitely something Scandinavian. But I'm, you, I'm, I mean, yeah, that was in there mm-hmm. a little bit Norwegian, but it was mostly yeah. 
strong dad gene in there. And Irish isn't too far from that anyway. No. <laughs> and, like, who knows how, like, where they were before that. You don't know. They were from that area. Yeah, yeah they went over it's there. It's a mix. Mm-hmm. So whatever. Yes. Where are you from? <laughs> What's your heritage? So far, this podcast has been geography, <laughs> this, weather, yeah. And our ethnicities that we're yeah. just not talking just about. Just so everyone's <laughs> clear, here's what our ethnicities are. <laughs> White. Oh, um, okay. So Maps. I did a 23 me too. I did a 23 and me as well. And I'm half Mexican, because which I already knew my dad is Mexican. And but within his Mexican, it's interesting to see at what percentage Native American. Yeah. So I'm like 15% Native American through that and then 25% Spanish which brings me to about 40% yeah. and then that other half the remaining is um, some Portuguese and a little bit of trace stuff you know African and whatnot and then on my mom's side it's like 20% English and then there is this chunk that's 20% divided into two which is uh, like 12% Polish and 8% Ashkenazi Jew, which is the same spot. So that's... That's such a cool blend. That's way Uxher, cooler than mine. The extra. <laughs> the extra. <laughs> so that, and then the remaining 10% is broadly European. It's just a mixture of yeah. small stuff that just a little bit over time. Man, cool. So I, if someone were to ask, I would say mostly, I'd say I'm half Mexican, then like a quarter English, a quarter Polish. If yeah. I had to like simplify yeah. it. There's a little bit more than that, but like that's just... Yeah. To simplify it, yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, my on the Caucasian side of the family, they were very much wrong. They always they thought they were German, but because our my great grandfather changed his name when he came here because he was Jewish, which makes well, sense. And who would have thought he chose a German last name, which really helps your case of being persecuted. Yeah, if you're German. I'm definitely not Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> my I'm German. <laughs> yeah, uh, my name. Yeah, I'm German. So yeah, but. How did you get started making these things? Let's just go right into it because we completely have not been talking about <laughs> We've your avoided art. it. <laughs> your art, you're an artist with many talents. Thanks. And you, you do all kinds of things, but you obviously play music. That's how I met you through your old band, Pylons, mm-hmm. four years ago, like right now. And you also do a lot of you, – you tell everyone what you <gasps> Okay. Um – uh well I I've been drawing my whole life as uh, like, I don't know I feel so <laughs> silly talking about this stuff which is why it took me so long to we to, won't talk to about s- it long we'll go on to other subjects okay you know we just gotta talk well we, can't, we have to acknowledge it I'm an artist and I started drawing as a child very I like had an affinity for it at a young age um, both of my grandmothers were artists and. I think because of that, my parents were very encouraging and supportive, um, which is really cool. I know a lot of people don't have parents like that, but uh, yeah. So my entire life, I was just encouraged to do art, and most of my birthdays and Christmases, it was like those plastic briefcases for children that are full of like crayons (laughs) and those like really crappy watercolor paints that are just like coasters like little bricks Mm -hmm. and uh that's how it all started and my entire life I was just like well I'm gonna be an artist 
my entire life. It just like I never thought of being anything else. Really? So yeah, like pretty much. I mean, that's kind of a lie. <laughs> One of <laughs> I like the way you said that. Well, keep talking. I'm just gonna turn these colors. Make it fun. Will it reach? Little Rambo. Reach. But yeah, so I guess I don't know what came first, my love for art or my love for animals. But mm. yeah, for a while there, for a while there in second grade, I was very conflicted about what I was going to do with my life. <laughs> there was a lady that came in with coyotes and raccoons and stuff and she was like an animal rehabilitator and I was like that's what I want to do I just want to have a bunch of pets in my backyard and hang out with animals all day and I remember distinctly thinking like ah dang it I can't because I have to be an artist got to it's in the stars gotta do it so yeah so now like second I just, grade you learned like I'm not gonna do the animal thing that was yeah, I don't know. It was like a thought that I had and a decision all at once at eight years old. It was like, ah, <laughs> oh, that would be so cool. Ah, crap. Nah, can't. Can't I, do it's it. It's destiny. I got to make art. So here we are. And what kind of art was calling to you? Like, what, what were you feeling? As a kid, I I made a lot of comics. It's It's probably, like, pretty common for kids to get a start doing that. Um but I, as a kid, I thought I would do more like children's book illustration. We had to do these, they were called young author books, uh, where we got these little fake, I guess they weren't fake, but they were blank hardcover books that you could like draw on the cover and all the pages were blank and you were supposed to fill it with your story, like a story that you wrote. And I took a few of those blank books. I wasn't supposed to, but they were just chilling there. And so I took a few home and I made a bunch as a child. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I always wanted to illustrate books as a kid. And then getting older, you know, college, just meeting other artists and musicians and uh, people like that, you know, music is a huge part of my life very important to me kind of always just made sense like do art for bands kind of find a way to make it a, a healthy symbiotic relationship yeah uh and that was you went to columbia right? yes i did i don't know how i know that you went to columbia right i did yeah yeah i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna ask if you teach there i do okay that's i just cool. started there yeah well, congrats. Yeah. That's cool. I'm teaching the exact classes I took, and it's <laughs> like giving the same assignments I did. It's very strange. That is bizarre. My first day there, they printed out my ID, my faculty ID, and it was with my photo from when I, for, when I went there years ago. And I was like, this is not my updated like as a photo. Like a child? Like when I was 21, yeah. Holy 21, hell. 20 years right. old or something, because I had transferred there. And I was laughing. Uh, I, part of me wanted to keep it. I'm all about making light of serious situations, like a professional situation. Then I realized I probably should be very professional in this and not have my photo be mine when I was 21. Yeah, that's tricky. You know. 
I part of me has to know issue. when to not do the joking stuff because I'm always trying to have yeah. fun. Life's hard. Life's hard. Make it fun, you know? Yeah. Don't take it too seriously, kids. Like, yeah, see, already. Do you take it seriously? Mm, I try not to. It's very hard. Everything is telling you to take it seriously all the time. (laughs) And things are very serious all the time. Isn't it really serious? And it's like, do I have to? Like, what if I just don't do my taxes? (laughs) Like, will I really go to jail? I mean, that would be kind of funny. I'm like, what if I went to jail? I don't think you would. I don't think it works like that at, at like that level that you're talking about. I know it would probably just wreck my credit. No, score. I think that they would just reach out to you and you'd like press you to like fix it and stuff. Yeah, Otherwise, but if they'll I find you. I think it'd be more fines. And then I don't pay them, and then I go to jail. Maybe I would end up in jail. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to I say. I feel like you would not fare well in jail. I. Who's to say? You don't seem that. I don't seem you, jaily. You don't, <laughs> you don't, I'm just going to say hang? this. You don't seem very tough. And I mean that in a good way. You don't want to be because that means you've been through a lot and you're there's no need. Why do you want to uh, be that tough? Well. I'd say it to um, uh, another, anybody who just didn't feel very tough. I. But I also could be wrong. It's just my uh, based off my experiencing experiences meeting um tough a strange yeah. amount of people you don't seem quite I tough you, yeah I guess tough isn't how I would describe myself <laughs> um I could be tough you could be tough uh the thing like you know I didn't have Did like this take you back me saying that you're like don't know you're like wait a minute I thought I was tough no I just was like, I don't know, it's just weird, like, the things you go through as a child and, you know, the hardships you face or whatever, how it molds you differently, you know? Like, some of the people I know that I grew up with in kind of similar situations are much more tough than me, but we also, like, handle things differently. Like, they're much more confrontational or, Mm. like, very firm in their boundaries, whereas I'm like, I have the opposite problem where I'm just like, let's... Like, I can... I love how you made fun of yourself with a voice that you probably don't use. I know. Like, I... I, you know, it's fine. It's fine. This is how I view myself. We're learning a lot today. We're all learning a lot right now. Um, you seem so, like, um, sad about about your... About realizing, like, what we were learning about. You're like, it's fine. It's fine. I just... It's, you know... It's. I feel like you have a lot to say, and you're just trying to find the right words to say it. Definitely, uh, yeah. Being, being like passive or um, apologetic or just kind of going with the flow of bad vibes or bad people has gotten me into <laughs> trouble. Mm-hmm. A few times, and <laughs> like with the law, or uh, with the law, yes. I mean, not anything seriously, and it was kind of my own fault, like but, trespassing or something. Yes, yeah, something dumb. Same. And honestly, like that was just me being bored in the suburbs. Same, stupid stuff. Shoplifting, dumb stuff. That was my. So you've been arrested. Uh, I was mall arrested, and <laughs> some. Yeah, I've been arrested. Were you Were you ever handcuffed and booked and like? fingerprinted and photographed no 
But I was escorted into a secret room behind the mall and scolded, and they wouldn't let me go unless I paid a fine. How much was the fine? It was like 70 bucks. How old were you? Shit. Did I just turn 18? I think I was either about to turn 18, and I was like, whew, I like, I skated by. Like, I almost was about to go go to jail. Um, yeah, 17 or 18. Because if you were under 18, they would have made you call your parents, I think. They were just, yeah, maybe I was 18 then. Let's get real. Nothing was going to happen to you, Karen. Yeah, it's fine. I, it was funny because I was with a couple friends. It wasn't my fault that I got caught, okay? I was very good at shoplifting. And <laughs> what would you take? Whatever. It like wasn't just even clothes or something like yeah, little things. Like, yeah, mostly. It just, I, I don't like being told what to do. Okay, you should stop. I don't that. like authority. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Karen, you should stop. It's a good joke. Um, I don't like being told what to do. You should stop thinking like that. Oh, okay, right. You're right. I will stop. <laughs> really, you don't. So you don't like being told what to do. You don't like authority. You just rebel. No wonder I you play it's just some punk rock music. It's just quiet. It's just inside. I'm just quietly not okay with anything ever. <laughs> That's dramatic. No. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's dramatic. There is some sincerity there. Yeah, things are bad. And that's why I never felt bad for shoplifting from like a mall. I would never steal from like... DZ Records. Yeah, no. Never. I never got a... I've seen you. You keep looking at everything. You're eyeing it like that looks. I'm there's. Gonna take, I'm gonna take this little. Frog. This is a bad environment to be, if you are a visual person and easily distracted. <laughs> Why, are there things around? <laughs> there's just a lot of things. I don't. Yeah, you need to do a house tour. You need. You should include that in. The I doc- should. You didn't even see the rest of the house. There's even more stuff. No. Like, like every part of this house, just like my old house, is covered with just like my room is just as packed with things like there's no sure and there's more stuff under beds my closets are maxed out i have stuff at people's houses that these walls are maxed out there's no more room left i mean i had a straight up circus worth of things you know so but yeah this is quite a distracting space i guess i mean it's it's awesome but yeah there's just a lot to look at it's yeah it's less crazy than the last basement but yeah the last one you couldn't see wall no. You saw objects and art. You could see through the objects <laughs> to more objects. To it was more like, dust. It was very hard to dust. It was I like an antique store. It was. There just, was tons of antique stuff. I used to just collect antique stuff, so it was like everywhere. and Just packed. It was cool. I mean, Thank you. this is very cool. There's lots more space. There's more space. I bet space. it's going to fill up with stuff. I'm I'm working on getting it more filled up. I'm working on getting a mural made on that back wall. I'm going to get rid of that stuff and open up the session space towards the whole basement of the sessions. Shit. That's yeah. a lot of stuff to get rid of, Ben. I know. I have... You got to have a garage sale or a yard sale. I don't have a garage or a yard anymore. That's I used true. to have a dope garage and yard, if you don't remember. It was so nice. There was a festival there. <laughs> Does someone... Did someone move in? Yeah, someone is... we don't know bought it. Yeah, okay. but luckily they were nice and they let me check it out. At, and they remodeled it and it freaked me out. It's so weird looking. Mm. I mean, it's nice. It's just bizarre because my hands were so involved in that space from 1997 until I left there for like 25 years. I was the one 
fixing, remodeling, taking care of everything. That's insane. Like I did all of it myself. So when someone else did it, I was like, you painted over my work. You know, that's what it felt like. Yeah. It was, it was weird. And, but it was cool to see their, they have kids and they were running around in the yard where there was once a festival. He had plenty of questions that's about this adorable. place. He had no idea what happened there. My goal was hopefully to have this documentary done and hopefully on a streaming service and him and his wife one night, without them knowing what happened, just somehow see it and they put it on and they're like, wait a minute, that's our house. <laughs> Babe, is that the house? Well, that's our house. <laughs> and, what the uh, heck? He was very confused. There's patches of grass where stages once were yeah. for a decade. It was great. I loved blowing his mind telling him what happened there. And he uses... My cabin behind the DZ for his children for school, which I thought was awesome, and I built that, so it's like a schoolhouse now. And wow. they have a fireplace and a trampoline and a swing set, all and a garden, all in the places I had them my whole life as a kid, which Aww. really was crazy to see. So it felt like I went back in time, and it was pretty emotional. That's amazing. It was, yeah. That's cool that they have kids to like, yeah. so they can grow they up. Had in, kids in running that around. Space. I was like, this is a great kids' yard. It was a private park that I did whatever I wanted until I left. Literally, never. You had siblings. You have had have siblings, I, right? I, I had and have siblings. Nice. Yeah, two. A sister cool. and brother, both older. Yeah, so lots of cousins, lots of family members, lots of friends, big open-door policy that never really went away. I, I took that and held on to it and ex- expanded on it. Definitely get that vibe. It's like yeah. any time I've been to that house, it's like... You don't know who's there. Yeah, just it's always in. just homies and like family <laughs> and pets and. Yes, there was a lot of people there all the time, and I I miss some of that because it never felt I was never alone. I always had laughter, things to do, goofy stuff. You know, we had a dry erase board in the kitchen, and whenever someone had like a debate or a confrontation, we'd all go to there and like we'd say take it to the board, and it was like our democratic place to like figure out. That's so funny. What people thought of like okay. Um, Pizza versus deep dish versus lasagna. What's the difference between deep dish is just pizza, lasagna. We'd take polls. Like dumb, dumb stuff you do like that when you're with a bunch of people. That's important. It was great during Those are COVID. important things to COVID, figure out. COVID was a walk in the park living there. Because I had like five roommates and two do- and a dog. And I was always with people. I was living with my band. We just practiced all the time. Yeah, that's. It was awesome. I yeah, was like, you were like. That bad. This is great. This is like when Metallica like we rented that. That. <laughs> cabin and like just spent 30 days recording or whatever luxury yeah it was so luxurious that's awesome it was all free no i'm kidding i wish it was no none of it was but i do miss i miss the space it was great space um but trying to do more and grow and i needed a change in my life i did that for 32 years and i knew nothing else and no one knew anything else but I'm glad that I created something big enough that just kind of lives on in its own way, and I just now have to steer it, you know? Yeah, geez, you're the captain of the ship. Yeah, and sometimes you have to go down that ship. Has it has it sunk yet? No, no. If you had to it's, patch it can't any sink holes? now. It's signi- Oh, my goodness. It's like, <laughs> you know how many icebergs have hit? So many. Whew. Well. So many. I don't think it could sink now. I think it's unsinkable. You know... When they said that about another <laughs> special <laughs> ship, <laughs> they were proven wrong. But <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I guess not. DZ's gonna live on forever. I, uh, thanks. I'm trying to think. What could sink it? What could sink it? Uh, 
I don't know. Anything I would think of out loud sounds too terrible, so I'm not going to say it. So like, never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe if you somehow got sued for, mm. but I don't know what for. Like, you're not allowed to have fest in your uh, so fest name. all the things that I could have been sued for or tried getting sued for, I already got past those things. Like the fest in my backyard. It's over with. Yeah, whatever. It already happened, so can't sue me and now. And the cops were on your side. They were. It took a long time. The city, the city my, on my side. The last bonfire I had there, we were burning the old DZ cabin that it was named after. That's insane. The namesake. I was a barn burner. <laughs> I was taking it down and burning it, which I guess some petroleum products were getting burned, so that's illegal. So I guess I was, that's a crime. But, you know, whatever. Can't prove it now. Crimes. And the fire department came for the first time ever. All the chaotic stuff I did, thousands of bonfires, crazy stuff, festivals, shows, parties, events. I mean, more than anybody I've ever heard ever having. They showed up, and I knew them. And one of the people, the lieutenant, was my brother's friend. And he was just like, oh, uh, tell your parents I said hi and, like, keep the fire down. Like, that's oh it. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm like, I can't be stopped at this place. I just did whatever. <laughs> I'm invincible. But here, I have to start over. I'm in yeah. Chicago now. I don't know those people. So it's starting over is a little hard. Were you in Cook County? I was in Cook County. Okay. Yeah. But it was so far out there that it's just different worlds. Yeah. You know, different mayor, different aldermen, different city attorneys, and, you know, way more people to take in consideration, way more different kinds of people, different demographics, different lifestyle in the city. Yeah. But, oh, I've, I got really lucky. My neighbors are awesome. The space is great. I didn't have to change anything. Yeah. Like, I recorded at my house like That's I used awesome. to. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was worried moving into the city. I was like, I might get a spot where I can't record. Like, yeah. that's totally easy to get a spot you can't record. Yeah. And you wouldn't really know until, like, you try. I know. I, I got lucky. I, we found the spot. My roommate and I, like, let's just get it because... I think I could pull off recording that basement. Like I could be really crafty with soundproofing and communication and stuff, and it works. Yeah, I no mean, the foam padding the is foam padding next is a level. Lot, a lot more soundproofing than people realize. Like that's a window that's blocked completely with like eight inches of foam behind that foam. There's another window over there I blocked, and then I blocked that whole back wall with foam behind that stuff. And then I just do the sessions during the week, during the day. Yeah, so, whatever. You fine. got this. Yeah. That's amazing. But on that subject matter, let's also talk about how you made a DC Fest poster. Let's discuss. The best one. No. So many I people hope love so. that. A lot of people complimented it saying it was the best one. It's because there's a dog on it. Do any of the other ones have Bo? Bo was right there on the sidewalk. Okay. Well. You, yours is much more information of Bo. Honestly, like the the year prior to mine, 2021, I do cool. love that one that a lot. Cool. You, you uh, sold art at that one. I did, yeah. I I've had, but you didn't play. No, right. I. But I have had the honor of selling art, uh, DZ Fest. I guess technically three times because I sold two days. Oh, okay. But you yeah. didn't do nineteen. I didn't know you yet. For any not of those. quite yet. No. But yeah, look at that. That was that was a blast. I actually I. <laughs> so my first draft of the poster was like. Knights. I was ve- I was very I much that. in like uh, like medieval knights for the people listening. Um, <laughs> uh, I was very much thinking like Monty Python. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I don't know. It was just like the mood I was in. I was like, I want to draw some knights and like flowers and make it kind of like retro, but like not, you know, like groovy. You know, we were very careful about that. Mm -hmm. No groovy (laughs) 70s tie dye. I just got tie. We did that. I never chose to do that. Everyone kept doing that. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's okay. But for the longest time, people kept calling it like, oh, it's like Woodstock. I'm like, yeah, except I don't do drugs. And I <laughs> and I actually like buy this stuff and have to build it and do like the math and the science and the corresponding. And it's like extremely professionally done. Just it looks DIY, but the backbone and the sophistication yeah. is very professional. It's engineered, okay? There's math involved. <laughs> we used a compass. <laughs> We measured. I used a multimeter to make sure that the voltage was correct over distance, make sure our amperage didn't drop. Yeah. So you used a level, like I stuff was levels. Flat. Definitely used levels. You buried the wires we under the buried. fucking lawn. We did Sorry do if that. I'm not allowed no, to. You swear. can say whatever you want. Okay, cool. We have no sponsors. <laughs> I want to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Making no money. That's the way I like it. <laughs> well, like, if I can just keep doing this however I want, and then someday I do get sponsors. Then they're sponsoring, like, how yeah. I like to do it. So I never have right. to, like, oh, now i got to change the That's way I smart. do it. Because this is just extracurricular. Like, so I don't need, like, you know, yeah. it's whatever. But, yes, very orchestrated, choreographed festival. Yeah. But people kept thinking 70s and the bubble letters. And I don't mind because especially if people are doing it for free and making things. Yeah. I'm not going to complain. But towards the last two years, I, I started to be like, okay, can we – I started to complain. Especially by the last year, I'm like, we got one left. I think I should have some control over this and be like, let's That's not fair. do that and just kind of go with a more modern approach. Yeah. With a little bit of that, but not yeah. full on out like 1969. It's, like, it's a backyard festival, so it's going to have some foliage. There will be <laughs> <laughs> plants represented. There wasn't that much. No, yeah, of course. That's there what made was it fun. plants. You were completely... Around plants where you were selling art. Yeah, it was like a wall of, I don't even know. What was it like? I have never truly talked to an artist about the art tent experience. Uh, I've only just orchestrated them and, and, and like, planned them. But I've, I never actually talked to anybody about it. Yeah, I mean, every... I've done several, like, markets and different kinds of, like, conventions and stuff where I'm selling art, and they're all so different. You've it, done a lot of them. Yeah, at this point... Um, I, I really enjoy doing them. I mean, some are like, you know, it's probably like playing shows, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. like some are bangers and like it's a full. Wait, what makes a banger art event of selling art? A banger art event? I mean, well, honestly, DZ Fest was a banger art oh, wait, event. Wait, I didn't hear that. Sorry. DZ Fest was a banger art event. You heard that everyone? <laughs> it's a great place <laughs> to sell your art. Because the people that go are going to support artists. Yes. You know, it's not like other corporate festivals. Like, okay. come on, you got to help me call them out because I know which one. <sighs> Riot Fest. <laughs> okay. I didn't even go this year. Um, Classic rubbing the nose after you said something heinous. Ooh, so, I, I that know. might be my tick. I've noticed I've been like scratching my nose a lot after. Saying some gnarly stuff about people. Saying some hard truths to the people in my life. I'm like, hey, uh, you got to – I don't even know. (laughs) Never mind. I don't know. Hey, man, you got to pay the rent, scratch nose. (laughs) Hey, dude, (laughs) can you not – Don't you hate when you're put into like 
the most uncomfortable conversation. You're like, why do I, this is the adulthood thing we're talking about, the dread. And you're like, why do I have to have this conversation right now? It's awful. Like this, I'm not a parent. I, I get it from a parent. You, you always have to have the uncomfortable conversation. But I'm like, I'm just another peer to another adult, and I got to treat them not like a child, but almost like a child right now. And it's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. It could be anything, but like when it, when that has to happen, it happens to everyone. Sometimes it's every day if you teach. I teach, and sometimes I have to talk to other adults like. It's, yeah. College is a weird age because yeah. you're technically an adult, but you have no experience, like no and life experience. These days is worse. I, they have even less because of they grew up raised by mom and dad called iPhone or Samsung. Yikes! Yeah, and they really. I'll have to tell them like you can just Google that. You know that it'll ask me something kind of class related, but not like something only I would know. And I'm like, I don't know. Google like you have the best ability in the world you could just google it yeah and they're like oh i was like that's simple rule if you don't know and i don't know and the person around doesn't know just google it it like that's that. mind-blowing you would think that like they don't. it'd be better about like they're better about very specific stuff within technology but so much of the workarounds in technology they're not good at it's almost like they're better at interfacing with pop culture technology but not the actual mainframe of like how, what did it how all it works like i would have thought that most would know more about processing power and ram and hard drives and what that means because they're in technology right. they're studying in literally technology and it they grew up with that stuff and they still don't know what it means. they still don't know what these numbers represent they don't know what any of it is um, they don't know that it should close some of their tabs if they're working in a video software because it uses a lot of ram like I thought everyone would have learned that by now, especially because you grew up with it. Right. Like, I had to learn that stuff as an adult in my also, 20s. Also, on YouTube, like, I mean, when we were younger <laughs> and, like, in college and, like, really interested in a thing, like, I was on YouTube all the time, mm -hmm. like, watching how to do stuff and, like, teaching myself how to do these things. Mm -hmm. You would think that, like... Oh, I'm interested in, you know, being an audio engineer or whatever it is. That there might be more, I don't know, a DIY approach. You would think, but <laughs> hey, I don't know. We, we're we in a different era now. I mean, you're about to be 32. I'm about to be 34, so we're close. And the people that are 17, 18, 19, 20, that's, they don't know a world without a smartphone. They don't know a world without TikTok and Instagram. I mean, they might, but it's pretty much been around their like their whole adult life. Right. Which is so weird. What is it doing to people's psyche of how they see themselves? As far as their progress, their the most important one, which is really affecting women, their looks and their abilities and their achievements, because they're always comparing to all these other things that aren't really real. You know. Right. Uh, what what is it doing is to it them? Doing? It's making them worse, mentally ill. Oh, my God. That wasn't a sentence. It's making their <laughs> mental illnesses worse. It's making them worse. Mentally ill. <laughs> it's that works. Makes, it's making them worse. Come mentally ill. That's like a bar. In, what has it done to song. you? Uh, oh, man. It's made me withdraw more. Like Same. From uh, social media because it's kind of like you either jump in and – 
join in and start participating and doing TikToks to promote your band or your art or your like recording studio. Or you kind of don't and you're like, fuck this, I'm leaving. <laughs> but it I, sucks if that's what you're trying to pursue because now right. it becomes the lanes you have to be in to be yeah. taken seriously, air quotes. Um, which is unfortunate to have to like everyone yeah. has to now do you have to do this and do that and do it's, it's like so exhausting. much it's so much of like not doing the art that you want to make in order to like get people to just look at it for a second you know and that's the thing it's so quick all this work and it's just a fast yeah photo video sentence live or audio and it's gone what sucks because like to make the art to make the music it could last forever people can replay that music mm-hmm. in many different mediums from vinyl, which you got recently, vinyl. Yes, Congratulations. First vinyl? Ever, yeah. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. That's so cool. Thank you. Um, vinyl, cassette, CD, streaming. But people focus way more on just like this quick snippet of stimulation. I don't know what what's going on, but it's getting weird. The AI thing's not helping. No. It is, but it isn't. It's it, it can help other things. I don't think it's gonna be used well. So no, it's not helping. But it very unfortunately is only well, not only, but the way that we're seeing it being used is to just basically remove the need for like creative input from human beings who are like the only creatures benefiting from making these things you Mm -hmm. know like a ai isn't having fun like (laughs) writing a song Mm -mm. you know or Or doing some painting or sketch or graphic design like no it's like regurgitating it's it's copying you know other people it's it's numbers at the end of the day right Mm -hmm. it all just boils down to that and um yeah it's not expressing that thing that needs to be expressed as a person And, you know, people don't start making music and drawing and writing and doing all of these creative things to make money. Like, not at first, right? You do it to express yourself. But as you get older and you're like, oh, I've become good at this and I want to, like, I can, you know, there's that glimmer of hope. Like, I could make my career this thing that I love to do. And then you kind of start to, you know, get your footing and making a little money and then it's kind of like oh, we've invented a thing that can just, like, do it for less money and faster, and now I can't be paid to do this thing I spent my whole life trying to do and hone that skill. That's brutal. And it's like, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) That uh, that drop in... In your voice volume and high pitch. It's, uh, I think kind of like you said, it can, it, it can definitely be used to aid humanity and like better us as a species, but it's not, not really, not in the ways that it should be. Right. Like yet. It, it could be an automatic robot that does the filthy work that it hurts humans. Right. Literally like cleaning up stuff. Yeah. Mining Yes. Rare earth metals in the Congo. You can have robots and machines do that. Like diagnosing people. <laughs> I, I've heard of people, people yeah. like figuring out what's wrong with their pets and stuff. Like vets are confused about like the symptoms their pet has. And then they like ask chat GPT and it 
spits out like, well, it sounds like it could be one of these three things. And they like bring it back to the vet and the vet runs a test and then it is that thing. That's like, okay, AI isn't all bad, <laughs> but human beings suck and we always push adva- like technology as far as it can go in mm-hmm. like a morally like depraved direction until it's like no longer like because we're just curious, I think. Yeah. It's like we're gonna ruin this. Like this is cool right now, but we're gonna ruin it. I'm Even ruin cars, it. like when cars were first invented long ago in like 1900 or whenever, that was probably so cool. And now we have like murder trucks made by like Elon Musk that are the size of a building that can murder an entire family, not even on purpose, just that's just part of the fun of driving one. It just... What do you mean, mur- like his big cyber truck? Yes. Why, yeah. why do you say murder truck? Because aren't they enormous and like... Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't know much about them. I think they're big. I've heard yeah, they're know. big. But why murder? Just because if they hit you, you'll be pulverized or something? <laughs> I should not be online so much, but... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you talking about what you're saying right now? You should be online or yes. you've heard stuff online well, now you're regurgitating them or both? Kind of, yeah. So, this is why you stay offline. I'm just too. I don't know. There's so much bad happening all the time. What? What bad? Well, you keep you brought up bad many times. What's what's so bad? <sighs> well, okay. So, regarding these big trucks, <laughs> maybe I don't want to get sued or get you sued yeah, by accusing sued. Elon Musk's trucks of murdering people. But it's satirical for joking. There's a. Uh, he's joking. I'm not. No, I'm kidding. Um. I, You've gone to a Walgreens or a grocery store. I have. And you've seen like an 18-foot tall pickup truck for no reason. There are (laughs) threads I've read online about how (laughs) this is not funny. They like almost kill kids all the time because the driver cannot see people that are yeah. You know, below a certain height. Mm-hmm. So if a kid's running across yeah. to get a ball, you can't even see Yeah, that. 100%. Like, you wouldn't even know right. that there was ever a kid there. And there would be no evidence because the truck is so big. It would just disintegrate the child. Anyway, that's what I meant by murder trucks. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut all of that. Disin- disintegrate. <laughs> I don't know if they're making them vaporize into thin air, but I see your point. I see yeah. your point. Um, I don't even remember why. <laughs> I have no take on vehicles oh ai that's why ai and i was like yeah remember when cars were cool and now they're like just basically military tanks like for no reason <laughs> the cyber truck yeah yeah <laughs> some some modern cars like i have a honda civic that has the lane assist on like yeah highway and it's crazy that's like the opposite of a murder truck it's so i'm just saying it's so bene- like that technology yeah is so beneficial for long durations which I drive all the time, and so it helps to ease a lot of that strenuous movement in your neck 100%. and your arm. You gotta kind of relax. You still keep an eye on it. It's not perfect, but it just helps you to kind of chill a little bit. And not yeah, have... it just nudges you if you start drifting in the oh, desert yeah. when oh. you're driving your friend to California. <laughs> we didn't finish so many conversations. I know. So, like we, have to, I have to go back to the the different types of festivals and selling art. We never went. I would love to. Let's go back to that. Really Let's go fast. back to that. Um. 
so we said these events, you said Riot Fest, then you were talking about other festivals or events that you sold artwork at and the differences between them. Yes. Well, okay. So I've never sold art at Riot Fest, but I was looking into it because I was just curious about it. And I mean, first of all, the cost up front to sell for like the entire weekend for three days. It, or is it four? It's three, right? It's three. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was like almost two grand to like oh, rent whoa, whoa, whoa. a little space whoa. and sell art. Wait, why don't you let everybody how, how much DZ Fest was for a weekend? Let them know. Um, I believe it was a suggested donation slash buy a ticket to get in, which was $20. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even enforced. Like No. So, yeah, I... <laughs> Uh, and that was the first year I did that. I used to build the tables. And I was like, thank you for fucking doing that, Ben. You make zero money doing this. <laughs> like, you have to feed yourself, right. sir. Yeah. I make zero. Oh, right. I thought you meant the artist makes No, I was going to say, yeah, they don't. I don't. No one does it. No, you I, got. No, I. So, no, it was great because people come to DZ Fest to see smaller local bands or not like some of some of the big acts are on the bigger side but like you know still it's it's a very literal backyard event and people are coming through to see predominantly local smaller artists Mm -hmm. and support local smaller artists so it's a lot of people coming through looking to either buy directly from you or hit you up later. I mean, I've gotten so many contacts from just, like, being at DZ Fest. Like, people have hit me up to design stuff for their band oh, or, like, awesome. play shows or, yeah, just... Oh, yeah, for you it was both. Yeah. That's that's great. Yeah, it's it's been really cool. It just brings, like, the best people together. I, I sincerely feel that way. Thank you. You're doing a great thing, Ben. Great I try. <laughs> I try. Really do. It, it has been hard. But yeah, so uh, what it was like selling art at DZ Fest. Um, I, for market type things I that I have not sold at before, which I have sold at DZ Fest a few times now, but the first time going into it, I go in with really low expectations because you're like, I you don't know. Yeah. Like, does anybody show up? Like, mm-hmm. I've never been to ZC Fest. I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it was an awesome turnout, a really great variety of artists, um, all kinds of people selling different things. There was like photographers there selling huge prints of their beautiful photos and sculpture. Uh, tattoo artists, people doing tarot, me selling prints and stickers, <laughs> and all kinds. Yeah, I mean, yeah. In, in events like that, you come out on top every time because you know you're paying twenty bucks or whatever for an entire day of selling your art. Mm-hmm. You know, you sell one thing, and it's like, oh, I made a profit. That's cool. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> So you sold some stuff then? I did. That's yeah. good. Every Glad. time I've sold some stuff, it's cool. Good. And more importantly, just like made connections with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think like I have friends who are like road dogs. Like 
do only art conventions as their job. And I think that's insane. I mean, like, that's so impressive. But I'm like, like, I can't wrap my head around it. Like, it reminds me of, like, being in a circus or something. Like, you were just pack up all your stuff and move on to the next town for the next convention. And then you set up all your stuff and sell it. And it's just, yeah. So, I mean, for them... They have it much more down to a science where it's like, I know what sells. I know what sort of table setup, you know, draws in people. Yeah, that's it's all it's so fascinating, like the science behind that. You know, like if I put this print here, it sells a lot more. Like whatever print is in this spot on my display, it sells a lot. So I can rotate and I don't know. It's just so interesting. Hmm. But marketing. An MBA in marketing would help a lot with that. I guess they should go back to school. (laughs) Columbia, I'm coming back. They have marketing, yeah. But, (laughs) yeah. So, I mean, markets and, you know, conventions and things like that for me are just purely for fun and to, like, meet people. And it's all just a good time. I'm not really super concerned usually about making a ton of money because it's just, like – I'm just happy to be here and, like, right. meet people and, you know. Network. Yeah, exactly. You don't know who you're going to meet or, you know, what those um, meetings could lead to down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but, no, genuinely, DZ Fest was one of the better ones of the DIY Fests. Looking forward to the next DZ Fest, <laughs> whenever that is. Me too. <laughs> it's a it's a journey to do it at the scale I'm trying to do it at. <sighs> I bet. I I got very. First of all, thank you for your kind oh, words. Of course. It means a lot. It's I'm glad. Genuine. That, I'm, I'm glad it worked out for everyone. I my goal was well, this space already exists. Yeah. And I'm already paying to be here. Like literally, my my monthly mortgage rent. So doesn't hurt me to provide it as a space for people to sell their artwork. That helps everyone. It helps them. It helps the guests. It makes the festival overall look more official and nicer when there's like the more things like this past year, you probably saw even bigger difference than the year before as far as more stuff. It just makes it look or by past year, I mean 2022. It makes it look even better that more you have. So I'm like, I'll just keep having more and more artists. But the thing is, it took a long time to find 40 artists willing to sell their artwork that can come. Yeah. Um, you artists out there, I mean, I'm one of them, not quite a visual artist, but wholly unreliable. I mean, artists would just fall through and they'd just be empty table spots. And I was just like, and I would build the, I used to build the tables, put out the chairs. You literally had to show up with a curtain or a drape and like your stuff. Yeah. I do think that's, so upset. that's partially why markets started charging a fee because Mm -hmm. it's like you know pay to hold your spot it like incentivizes people to not flake on you i was contemplating doing that as uh giving it back not all Mm -hmm. of it but like okay like two hundred dollars and then i'll give you back like minus the cost of the front so like whatever just to like kind of because some people you know woke up a little tired or hung over like oh i'm not gonna go it doesn't really matter I have no idea. I, that's an excuse I made up. But, like, you know, people have their excuses. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, there was no issues. And it was – I just enjoyed really getting a wide variety of artists, just so many different stuff all over the place. People selling clothes, metalwork, prints, paintings, 
unique stuff, pins. Metal sculptures. The metal sculpture <laughs> stuff was a lot of work to get all of that there. Did I'm, You helped with that probably? Um, she kept – she did a bunch of trips back and forth to the trailer and dropped it off. Mm-hmm. And we helped unload it. Um, a lot of heavy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was very cool though. Yeah. I mean I'm, I was grateful to grow it as much as I could. But between the – the festival that is, between the no insurance – terrifying and the risk of things happening the rain all that danger harm alcohol drugs yeah bad people coming through making them making a scene all that stuff um also got tired of like the the living situation there was very difficult so i was like i think just do 10 years here perfect bookend no issues with with any years no no bad things no no marks on, yeah. on it, on the name. And we can make a documentary about it and then use that and go forward and try to leverage this to go bigger with it. So, um, yeah, currently just shopping for sponsors and investors because I have everything else ready to go. Like I have all of the information to do it. All the people, the stagehands, the companies, the speakers, the tents. The, wow. Like everything is ready to go. I just need... Money, Pay for it, money. someone. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, looking for that. I'm not worried about finding bands or artists anymore because once that does happen mm-hmm. and I post about it, we're good. Oh, yeah. So it's really just needing the money. Yeah, like Man. everything in life. But it'll be more safe, real security, insurance, legit companies running the stages and the lighting and the video and their own, which it's bittersweet because that was really fun. To be yeah. with your friends doing all that. Like, it was pretty wild. It is pretty charming yeah. when it's, like, everybody working the lights or the soundboard or the cameras is, like, a homie or yeah, somebody that lives with you. It's just like, oh, hey, I blah, blah, blah with Ben mm-hmm. or I know Ben through blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. We're all just hanging out. We're all just friends. It's, That's it cool. It was very strange to, like, hang out with your friends and then just throw on a crew shirt and it's like, you do this thing. I'm this- your boss now. <laughs> <laughs> Do as I say. <laughs> no, you're not getting paid. But, yeah, right? Yeah, right. To be fair, I wasn't either. And to be extra, extra fair, I sure always put my money where my mouth is. Because anything I made someone else do, I did it too. Oh, yeah. Times, times uh, a million, you know? You got so much cardio. I saw you <laughs> running around, dude. Doing laps. I would be like, oh, cool, Ben's over there. I'm going to go say hi. Now it seems like a good time. And I would, like, turn away and turn back, and you're gone. I'm like, cool, never mind. I'll thank Ben later. And then I think, like, last summer I didn't get to, like, talk to you really until I was leaving. I was like, thank you so much. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) It's a stressful time. I mean, building all that stuff – by yeah. hand and doing all and orchestrating in the emails. I mean, 40 bands, 40 artists, dozens of people in the city, dozens of neighbors, uh, 50 plus volunteers, the restaurants, the coffee shop. I'm like texting and emailing like hundreds and hundreds of people just by myself. Like, yeah. How do you, how? You just, you get really good at like pseudo multitasking. You know, they say, neurologists say you can't multitask. Right. It's like, I layer. You can layer, good at layering. And you just, you find out, like, if you have a tablet, a phone, a laptop, um, you got some good music on, 
you can, if you're having to like render stuff, you render. On your phone, I'm doing the text messaging. On the laptop, I'm doing the researching so I can let my computer do all the rendering for like a video or audio. Mm-hmm. And you just like rotate while the laundry's going, God. while your, you know, your steak is getting up to temperature. Like you just find ways to layer and you just kind of hop around layering. Uh, and the best way to do that is just like good sleep, good diet. Don't do a lot of drugs and have nice people around you. Because, like, all those other things can be quite distracting. If they're not, if those are in tune, Ugh. then the rest of the chaos that I'm juggling falls apart. Yeah. And it it was an impossible thing. I mean, I I just, to do it, you have no life. You have no social life. You don't go out. You don't do anything your friends are doing. They all stop asking to hang out with you, even though you are around them all the time. Because they know your answer is, I can't. I got to do yeah. this easy thing. And... So you have to just, like, learn to give up everything normal, like, even remotely close to normal, to live a very... feels normal to me. Yeah. You know, but it's not. So, yeah, that's how you do it. And finding really good people when it's time to delegate work, delegate work, and make it happen, you have some people you can trust. Like, obviously, the day of, you saw tons of people. I wasn't doing everything. So I just found the right people. Okay, they can film, they do that. And you just trust and hope that it works. And, of course, there was stuff that didn't work and you yeah. just kind of well that guess we're not gonna use that shot it's really shaky so we'll just go to the next one that's so how we put five cameras up there so hopefully yeah. three work you know hopefully one of them uh, hopefully gets one in, works and is in focus and pointing it, the right way yeah it happens you know <laughs> but it was a lot of work it was a, yeah. a lot of not always healthy how much work it was it doesn't i mean it doesn't sound healthy it to me <laughs> you're like yeah i've got it down i've got like three computers and an ipad and i'm like also on a treadmill and like in between like things just to clean my mind like go do you know 50 push-ups and hop back up get by and do this thing and like every morning go for a walk the walks were to i still do them Mm -hmm. every morning for five miles every day no matter what the weather wow and it helps to clear your head but also i plan out the whole day and then on my phone i'll write a note a note of every single thing i have to do that day and like i just that's i start every day and just like organize it Especially on days that you're not beholden to anything. So if I'm not teaching, when I'm beholden to that, I follow that calendar and those rules and the guidelines. But when you, as you know, doing your own work, mm-hmm. you know, you're, any any freelance work, anything, even a small business, when you are in charge of it, it takes a lot of time and discipline to learn how to, like, do that. Because normally yeah. when you start a job, you have a boss tell you what to do, a manager, somebody. But when you are your own boss, it can get quite murky and gray. Oh, for sure. I mean, wait, should I work? Should I not? I mean, who's going to tell me I can't? And it's like, don't think like that all the time because you'll get nothing done. (laughs) Yeah. Or you'll, you'll just, you know, your, your life is your job then, Mm -hmm. you know. It's been dangerous, the whole life job thing. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know how to separate these things. I don't. I mean, you love it, right? I do. Yeah, so that's part of the problem. <laughs> uh, don't do what you love. It'll take over your life. If you do the saying, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Or you'll work all day, every day. I was just going to say, if you do what you love, you'll work every day of your life. <laughs> yeah. Do what you love and you'll work every single day with no vacations, holidays, or yeah, yeah no PTO. Yeah, when friends are like, oh, we're doing this on that day. It's a holiday. I'm like, I don't have holidays off. If it's a Monday, I'm going to work it out. You know how many holidays are yeah. on Mondays? All of them. Like, uh, not all of them. Every most. day's a holiday when right? you're doing what you love for your job. <laughs> it's stressful. But, I mean, you do a lot of stuff where you. 
I, I, I guess I do somehow. I don't feel like I do all that much, but, but then I kind of look at it and I'm like, I guess it does kind of seem like I am always. When you work full, full time, do you still work? Yeah. Thrive yeah. This. Thrive this. I do. Okay. Yes. I work full time. Um, I get through my work as quickly as possible so I can do other work. Um, you're not supposed to say this on the air. I know. <laughs> I like, you realize that as you were saying, you're like, <laughs> I, I'm going to snip out that sound you just made. It's <laughs> like a, a mouse being tickled or you something. Want me to clap? No, no. I'm, okay. I don't edit. Oh, Zero oh, edits. oh, it's, it's, oh, it's too late. So I'm, <laughs> oh, frick. Okay. God damn it. Okay. It's fine. You, it's okay. I'm know being what, honest. I know what you do. You finish your work early so you can get more work done. Right. I mean, <laughs> I am very efficient at my job, my day job. I am very efficient and I'm at my desk already. My supplies are there. Sometimes <laughs> I take, so I don't take lunch breaks. I take several mini breaks instead. Are you like nine to five? Eight yeah. To four? And by several mini breaks, I just mean... I don't know when I'm taking a break yet. It just, it, it, I just end up, I'm just taking a break and I don't know how much time has passed, but I know that I'm available and I get my work done at my nine to five <laughs> whenever I need to get it done. <sighs> this episode is blacklisted. I it's love, not allowed to come out. <laughs> I love people who don't do podcasts and like talk a lot in public, which you clearly don't. And I love it because it's really fun. Because you're this always, bitch doesn't know how to talk. She's not tough. She doesn't know. How to talk. You're not tough. You can't talk. You suck. Get out of here. Never podcasted in my life. No PR training. You constantly are saying something, and you're like, uh, I, I, I shouldn't. I wouldn't worry about it. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't. You haven't said anything incriminating. I don't, my, yeah, it's fine. I'm gonna just, yeah, I do a lot of things. I have a day job. I make time in my day to also do commission work and work on other projects that matter to me. Insert your Instagram where people can find you. At Moongerm. <laughs> Spelt M-O-O-N. M as in Mary, O-O, N as in Nancy, G-E-R-M as in Mary. That's me on Instagram and and various other social media platforms. TikTok? No. Well, I made one, but I don't know. Oh, you know what? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, hmm. I'm not on TikTok, so don't look for me. <laughs> um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? I do have a Twitter. X? Uh, what do you call it now? I, 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 you seem I, over everything. I have a Twitter, and it's my safe space, so don't follow me there. <laughs> what do you mean? It's a garbage dump for just – I have, like, no followers, so I just get to post <laughs> st stupid thoughts. Is it, thoughts. like, anonymous? Like, could people tell it to you? Generally, no. I mean, like, the the, the at is at Moongerm, so that's that's the, the, the thread that ties us all together, I guess, but – us. I don't know who I'm talking about. I am several people. Um, 
But yeah, I don't have pictures of myself. I'll very occasionally post art for like my random Twitter friends that I have only met through Twitter who don't know me otherwise. I'm like, here you go, Twitter friends. Like, I sometimes draw. Here you go. You can look at this. Um, <laughs> don't take any of my advice <laughs> on being an artist, I guess. What is the advice you'd give to someone on being an artist? Um, yeah. And take this advice at home. I, I guess it depends on what their goals are because I have a lot of friends that do art full time, just freelance work. Um, and they're very intelligent about how they use their time about like making social media posts you know, hashtagging and keywords and, you know, sharing stuff everywhere, like having no discretion or shame about that. So that I am not going to be able to give you good advice on how to do that because kind of like what we were talking about earlier, the kind of rat race of social media, I'm not really interested in keeping up with that. You know, if you find me and you like what I'm doing, Give me a follow. <laughs> sure. Why not? If you're weird or a hater or something, don't. But, uh... Do you get a lot of those? No, but... Weird haters? Just weird. Weird. A lot of weird on the internet, you know? Right. Weird on the internet. Particularly weird for younger women. Definitely. Like yourself. I've gotten weird stuff, but it doesn't, it weirds me out, but it doesn't scare me. What kind of stuff do you get? <sighs> <laughs> it's nothing like what you would get because I'm not a woman. I'm not a young woman. So, like that, you're going to start getting stuff into more just, you mm. you know what you get. I ain't got to tell yeah. you. But what I would, <laughs> we can talk about that in a second. But what Mansplain, I would. Mansplain uh, sexual harassment. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm kidding. Go I'll tell you what you get, okay? <laughs> oh, okay. That's what I get. Cool. This is what Thank you, you. I needed that. I needed someone to tell me. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks, Ben. You're welcome. I'm here all day. Literally, <laughs> I live here. Um, <laughs> um, strange things. Some things I haven't really talked about a lot because it's so bizarre. And I, 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 if they listen, which they probably may... I don't like to give them any. Yeah. Love. But. Can you give like a vague? Yeah, I can give some stuff. For the last, I have welcomed in, mm-hmm. not being hyperbolic, tens of thousands of people into my home. Significantly more than anybody ever does on planet Earth. And why would you? I don't blame you. Um, with that comes some really amazing pros. Like right now, you're in my home. This is great. Some really negative things. Big, big negative things. Um, people can creep on you. People can stalk you because they know these personal things now. People can hide in mass at your events and shows to do weird stuff because they because you can't because everyone's there, so it's public. Um, <clears throat> people, I make a ton. I I have made a lot of content over the next last 10, 15 yeah. years. So people could take that and piece it together and do weird stuff with it. People can make really weird videos out of the things you that? do. Yes. Yes, they have. You're like uh, a little celebrity. <laughs> Gosh. 
That's awful. You're famous, kinda. You're getting like a microdose of all the bad stuff that happens when you're famous. You made me laugh. And you just keep doing it. That's great. (laughs) Well, so the problem with notoriety, popularity, or fame is it's not bad when it's attached to something we call money. Right. Because then you can – if if you are getting noticed a lot and people bother you and do weird stuff on the internet to you, but you have millions of dollars, it's like, okay, I can just go to my castle, like whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I can go fly – First class or private. You can do whatever you want. I'm ready for the DZ Records bomb shelter. That's coming up. <laughs> You're in it. That now. first million. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I don't have that kind of money and I'm right. close. So I know a lot of people and people know me more in person than through the internet. The internet is grossly underestimating how many people I've interacted with and, and know about the best in the studio and the pocket and all that stuff. So, it, yeah, it gets weird out there. And I've received weird phone calls, weird messages, text messages, but it's only been a small portion of the people who reached out. 99% of everyone who reaches out have been amazing. Yeah. Super nice. Some of the nicest compliments I've ever received by people I don't know. Beautiful stuff, inspiring stuff. That's what I, that's worth doing it. Like, that doesn't bother me. If I will say, over all the strange occurring things that have happened the last decade at my old house, through the shows, through the fest, messaging, emails, phone calls, weird videos people make and put on YouTube. If I were you, like a woman, you know, a woman, I would be terrified and I wouldn't be doing this anymore. So, two things that I tried to make sure I do for people, for women, LGBTQ+, and minorities, is I don't have to deal with what they have to deal with. Right. So I face it headstrong pretty fearless because it's like what are you gonna do to me like i'm scarier than you are so yeah i wouldn't want to mess with me i'm a little crazy so. i'm real scary I'm no quite scary. you don't seem scary to it's me because you didn't see me mad that's true that's true it's true <laughs> i've only ever seen ben smiling and very kind most people probably have only seen you that way <laughs> very few people have seen me mad but one guy you haven't fast. seen me mad you're not scary. okay <laughs> This is why people are going to mess with me online because I'm not scary. You heard it here first. Just kidding. No, I am. I'm very scary. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just – I try to be as peaceful and yeah. polite as possible, even to the weird things that have happened. But if I had to truly, like, defend and lose lose it, I'd go all out. Like, yeah, why not? Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. But luckily I haven't had to yet. Um, yeah, it's just weird stuff. I mean, this guy. I could sh- I'll show you after this off air, but I could describe it. This guy made a really weird video. Weird. What the hell? Weird. Like, <laughs> oh, my like, God. Like, my name is in his phone. He made a video of it. And then had someone call him so my name popped up and he answers it. It was... I'll stop it's, there. Uh, it's so weird. <laughs> that yeah, it's it's a nightmare out there. It's an it's being online is pretty freaky. I don't. It's significantly more worrisome for someone like yourself again, because the what the actions that could happen are just have so much more consequences. It's more likely to be something not good. Whereas 
with me, it's probably just gonna be nonsense. People talking crap or like doing weird stuff, but no one is act, like to act on it. I wouldn't feel threatened walking down the yeah. street, you know, I just wouldn't, but I could see why some people would. And what I worry about are the women who overly expose themselves on the internet. Not that I have a problem with them doing it because I don't like do whatever you want. I don't care what anyone does with their body. Really don't. I'm worried about the potential danger it could bring you. By, and I don't just mean sexual things exposing or strong skin. Just like always showing a little too much of like everything on the internet. Yeah. Because it's like, is it worth trying to make money that way? Yeah, it's risky. Mm, it's risky. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no idea though. But I don't really care what people do. I just, I'm, I just more concerned about humans. People, yeah, hundred you know? percent. I mean, same. I don't care. I, I, I'm, I'm a cautious person, so I don't. Uh, I also just don't really personally enjoy that attention online. Yeah, you're you're, um, you're quite private about it. You know, like my just nice. That's good. My larger Instagram account is my art account and it's always so disheartening when it's like oh okay like here's a picture of my face with my art and like that performs so much better than like the actual art ever does and it's like okay and you know like there's people that kind of use that to their advantage you know where it's like hold on kind of well (laughs) you're being very sweet (laughs) We are, like, we didn't have to go down that wormhole. We already know what's going on with people doing that. Yeah, I mean, it, I've talked about that a lot. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> it's like it drives me crazy because it's a little. I it's so obvious, but I mean, I don't know what to do because like that's the way yeah. it's working now. Like that's what works, right? And it's like, who's? I mean, there is there a right answer? I don't know. No, I'm not, not really. I'm not truly judging. I just I I. It's just so obvious. Like what it, what that person's doing. Because it's so true. Right. The photos I post that, and it's different because I'm a man. So it doesn't really work the same way. If I'm in it, yeah. it, it doesn't get that much more. Um, but w- women can definitely get a lot more likes and shares and all that jazz with themselves in it. Yeah. I mean, on sure. one hand, I'm like, yeah, dude, if this is, if if you're trying to like make a dollar and like posting your face on your feed or like you know, a sexy photo and, like, your art's in the background and that, like, gets you enough sales to, like, pay rent. That's cool. Like, go for it. But it also, like, kind of bums me out that it's, like, like, I guess if I was in their position, it would bother me. Like, are they supporting me because I look a certain way or because of what I'm making or the message I'm trying to spread with my music or my art? Like, that... Well, that's because the you dissonance have... between that bothered, like, would bother me. People, it doesn't bother. Like, I mean, go off, right? Sure. I guess. But what happens down the road when you're 45 or 50 and you don't look the same and you can't use that anymore and you didn't establish a strong constitution of work ethic and skills? And that's where it's like, I think of just like the little girls. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, because I have a niece now. So I'm like, I see them like, I, I, th- you should be able to do with your body what you want. That's fine. But like, take more pride in the craft and the art because if you're doing the art yeah. thing, because that is really where your heart and mind should be. If you're using 
your looks and body to sell it, that will only work for so long and it might attract the wrong clients, guests, and people. Definitely. That might not be as open as you or might look at it in a bad way, take advantage of it. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's such a fine line too because it's, you know, if if you're a woman and you like to dress or any kind of person and you like to dress a particular kind of way, you know, that shouldn't necessarily inherit inherently like invite any different kind of attention if it's just like, I'm just trying to exist and like wear a tank top, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. It's so, it's difficult. It's a very difficult it, it is. thing to navigate. Yeah. We need some maps. We need an atlas. <laughs> I can make an atlas of the <laughs> of Instagram. How to navigate like being a, like. It's not going to go away. <laughs> Because it's so it's I'm so useful. Sounds. It's not gonna go away. Right. It works so well. I mean, you said it yourself when you post a photo with yourself in the art or just yourself, it, it changes yeah. it, it interacts with the masses much differently. It's all so strange. Like doing conventions and stuff. I I feel the same way a lot of the time. Um I I don't know sometimes if people are coming up to talk or support because they're like attracted to the art or they just like how I look or something. Um, and I, that does kind of hang over me like the whole time. I'm like, am I a fraud? <laughs> like, oh, wow. you know, mm-hmm. I, guess I mean, I don't know. Fraud I'm, isn't, I don't right know word, but. because it's so, it's very different. Not saying it's better or worse or your situation's not valid. It's just different for men. It's, I mean, yeah, no. So I, I, like, I can't relate. I try to, but I just can't because I've never had that. I don't in, think people just come up to me and do that because of the way I look. It's just not it's, the same. Yeah, I mean, and with music and stuff, just being, a te- like, having a visual representation of the person behind the art changes how people are going to interact with it, mm-hmm. which is so weird. For anybody, you know, not just women, like if you're a man or you're gay mm-hmm. or you're non-binary or something, mm-hmm. it's going to change who supports you and who doesn't. Right. Just based on that alone, it's like very interesting. Absolutely true. It's um, like I brought up I don't know, 10 minutes ago about like because I don't have to deal with what women are dealing with with minorities or people from other countries or her being part of the LGBTQ community. Since I don't have to deal with that, I don't mean deal in a bad way. I don't have to, my life doesn't come with those yeah. problems. I can take on the weight of something like the fest because I thought about it as I've gotten older and as I've got left there. And I don't think many other people, obviously it takes a certain person to do that, but I don't think many people could have done it if the, if it was a black man or a woman because of what, the way the police and the city and the mayor and the, the neighbors would have handled it. Right. It, if it was, if I didn't, if I had a different accent, if I didn't have an American English accent, um, if I didn't, if I wasn't educated, like the list yeah. goes on of why I was able to make it work, you know? So yeah, it's the internet with art and music and women is so, so tricky. It's weird. It's, it's so tricky. I think just being a person online and being, having anything to share is so strange. 
these days. <laughs> You're not a fraud, by the way, because you said that. You're like, oh, well, thank you. Definitely not. You make you make great art. It's completely wow. warranted. I I mean, look at this. <laughs> I would make it regardless, but yeah, you know, <laughs> some. Oh, okay. So advice for artists. I think it's important to make the art that you actually want to make and not what you think is trendy or cool mm-hmm. or popular in the moment. Um, or, you know, like if you happen to share something online and people really interact with that piece a lot and they really like it, don't feel pressured to continue making art like that just because it got a lot of engagement or something. Like if you stay true to what you're interested in and what you like, you will, you know, if your goal is to amass an audience or something or a following, people will, you you will just by being consistently yourself, attract a following and it will set you apart from, you know, what is trendy, which there's so much sameness online as well right now. Like people look the same and they, well, people all want to look the same, I should say. What do you mean by that? Um, I mean, you know, right? Like, I think so. Sometimes I just want you to say because it's women like there. I mean, I feel like there's a a look right now that's very in for women, like to to have a specific face and like features, like uh, anime face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get this out the way. I don't understand face filters. I don't understand filters in general. Yeah. I, I don't get it. It's bizarre to me. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. I mean, it's, I don't use them. People, A lot of people do. I don't get it. But I would, I don't know. I would recommend if you do use them, Maybe talk to talk to yourself as to why you think you're using them, why you should use them, and if you don't like the way you look, then you just might take a little bit more outside work, outside of the internet, yeah, to get to that place, and that's okay. But the filter thing is bizarre. It's weird to me when people like celebrities get a ton of work done, and then they can they still use a filter on top of that. I'm like, didn't you? achieve the look you wanted i don't even get like the why are you thing. further making it impossible to keep up <laughs> i don't get plastic surgery oh my god there's so many things i'm like i don't understand this you're all. just a boomer now i i had plastic. we are boomers I had legit plastic surgery. there is a there's a place for legit plastic surgery you use people who had surgeries that yeah they had, they're disformed and they got it disfigured and they use it to make you whole again. It's actually a great thing. It saves a lot of people's uh, emotional and mental distress that they can Definitely. feel when they look alienated. Yeah. Feel alienated. Look like an alien and feel alienated. Um, but to just do it because there's one I've been noticing and it freaks me out. And it's been, I could tell right away. And it's the lip one. And I've been seeing it on like really beautiful women that are young. And I'm like, you don't need that. No one needs it, but you certainly yeah. don't need it. Why would you do that? I think, like, thankfully with that, it goes away over time. Right? <sighs> it's not like a permanent change, but, you know. It's so, it's, I mean, I don't know. Do, do what you want. I just wish more wholesomely for, like, humanity. I just wish people didn't feel the need to have to do that Yeah. to themselves. Like, they don't feel good enough. It's like, who, who are you, who's your inner circle? 
your friends that aren't aren't and your family that aren't like supportive of how you are and how you look that you it's hard do this stuff. It's hard because a lot of the time I don't think it's friends and family making people feel like they need to do these things. I think it's just kind of like the internet. We've been talking about this whole time. <laughs> Instagram. Yeah. Like <laughs> TikTok. The, the like constant comparison <clears throat> com- comparison. Comparing of yourself and the way that you look to other people and you know certain celebrities and stuff kind of uh perpetuating a very niche like look Mm -hmm. and this beauty standard that's not really realistic and it makes people feel like you know they want to keep up with that and they have to look that way in order to achieve success or be to, liked or loved or whatever. <clears throat> Did your mom talk to you about this kind of stuff at all? No, not really. Um, I always wonder that, like, if mm-hmm. I if I were a mother and had a daughter, because <clears throat> it, it, there's different conversations that need to be had between a father and a son and a mother and daughter, and a father to daughter and, like, like, switching it up, but there's very specific ones. And a one, and I can go back and forth on both. I'm not just picking on women. I'm picking anybody, but <laughs> I'm picking fights. Picking fights here, but I feel like as a mother, it would probably behoove you to explain to your daughter, like, like lay it out for them, like, so they look this way for a couple different reasons. Daughter, <laughs> little Karen. Oh my god, daughter. It's about uh, to heal my soul. One is genetics, and nothing you can do about that. That's one of them. Another one is lifestyle. Now, why do they get to have that lifestyle? And that lifestyle comes with money because it's expensive to eat very, very clean and healthy and go to Pilates and yoga in the gym. costs money. Why they can do that is because they get paid well in these roles so it feeds their beauty. And they could literally – their job is just to look good. So they – while mommy and daddy go to work for 40, 50 hours a week and like we have to do that, they go and for 40 hours a week just make sure they look good all the time. So it keeps building up. So there, you should never really be able to look like them unless you struck j- j- like lottery gold and you come from means of genetics. That is lottery gold genetics. You should never really look like them. And like explain it to them. You're going to probably be different and so are your friends based on your financial background and your access to things and your access to education and the right lotions. I mean so many celebrities are using the top-notch creams and lotions and – Things that most people just can't afford, $100, stuff like that. So it's like I get why they look that way. I I get why, you know, Hugh Jackman and Chris Hensworth and Brad Pitt look that way. Like all their job is to do is to look like Yeah. Like if that's all you had to do, like that's all you have to do is just like look good, eat well. Like they're paid to be beautiful. Honestly, uh, yeah, I mean kind of talking about showing your face and your art online it's being a celebrity it's just doing that it's just showing your face like you are the product Mm -hmm. it's so weird Mm -hmm. like that has to be so bad for your mental health and your brain it's like oh i have to never age or else like this is all i am worth like looking this way is all i can contribute to society so gotta Make it last while, as long as I can. <laughs> as long as I can. <laughs> that 45-year-old billionaire who's, like, trying to age in reverse. Mm-hmm. You heard about this person? Mm-hmm. It's so freaky. <laughs> it's like, why? To what end? Like, why do you want to live forever? I would like to live a long, healthy life. I wouldn't want to live forever. Like, if I had to pick, well, how about this before I say, what age would you like to just keel over at? 
69. No, <laughs> I don't know. God. Oh, like, guys, she used to get arrested, okay? She's punk. Rock. I've been arrested by the mall cops <laughs> once. I um, just think of Kevin James or, like, Seth Rogen, like a mall cop. Yeah. Just arresting you. No, it was actually this, like, scary short woman. And then in the back room was, like, this big fat guy, and he was just laughing with his arms crossed, like, hey, we got you now. Sounds like Dr. Robotnik from Sega. It, from Sonic. Kind of. He had no <laughs> hair, though. Just completely bald. But it was, yeah, not to go on a tangent about that. Um, what was I saying? I Something forgot. about talking about art and women. Oh, yeah. Posting. Just being celebrities mm-hmm. are the art, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, no, I don't want that. They can have that. They I don't want to be that at all. That's so much pressure. Mm-hmm. That's like like most people in general probably think way too much already about what they look like and like just how they're being perceived all the time. And that's like exhausting. That's this weird layer of just heaviness all the time on your mind. Have you ever found a way around that <clears throat> for yourself? Like do you do anything to – not think about that so hard? Not looking in a mirror. <laughs> Honestly. How often do you look in the mirror? I I don't know. Uh, most days, like if I'm leaving my apartment, I will scrutinize and be like, okay, I need, I'm going to see <laughs> other people. Do you say it out loud? I don't know. I might. <laughs> my internal dialogue is my external dialogue. I don't know if I talk to myself. I don't think so. <laughs> It depends on how much sleep I got, but yeah, you know, it's different. If I'm going to go out into the world, it's like, okay, do I want to look sleep deprived and unkempt mm. or do I want to be like present as like a, like I take care of myself kind of a person. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I do, right? I take care of myself, right? Yeah. Do you, so it, it, I mean, it has to vary from age to age. And gender to gender, it has to change. And ethnicity to ethnicity, like yeah. these things all change. I I don't know what that's like. I honestly look in the mirror twice a day for like five seconds and it's when I'm brushing my teeth yeah. to make sure I have nothing in my teeth. Yeah. I don't look at the mirror and I found a way to circumvent worrying about how I look to people when I was like 12. And it was... Just wear whatever you want of all different colors and patterns all the time, whenever, and then everything is just always a little wacky, so it doesn't matter. And I've never not done that, and it has always worked, and I always feel very comfortable, and I don't ever think about it. That's awesome. But that works for me. Obviously, everyone's different. I think, um, yeah, just kind of similarly, just not really, you know, find what is genuinely comfortable for you to wear. And what you like yourself in. And, you know, it's hard. Also, you're in a band mm-hmm. or several. Mm-hmm. You have to be perceived by people. And sometimes people are taking videos or pictures and putting them on the internet and tagging you. And then you see yourself <laughs> and it's like a mental breakdown. Why? Like, because it's like, oh, man, what that's what it? I look like. Man, I'm so dumb. I look so stupid. What, but Why would you look? You're just wearing what you wear. Well, I I feel like I'm a lot better now, but it's hard, man. Just I I don't know. I don't know. I'm so glad I wasn't born in like 
2002 and being like a teenager. (laughs) 21-year-old Karen right now. No. I don't know, man. You probably liked My Chemical Romance. Probably. I Yeah. I mean, I still, assuming that I would have even heard of them since they're like a dad rock band now. So many of my students love them now. They've had a huge re- resurgence. That's of, amazing. Of resurgence of uh, popularity amongst like 18 to 22 year olds. I couldn't believe it. That's incredible. Because I used to see between like 2003, 2007, like every emo, screamo, hardcore, pop, punk, like that whole world. And I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. I saw all of them, like concerts on concerts of like, it's Census Failed and Taking Back Sunday and Seosin and Thursday and Aiden and like Armor for Sleep, like all in one bill. That was Riot Fest this past weekend. Right. I saw a lot of mini Riot Fests growing up, but like at the House of Blues and the Metro and Aragon and Riv and Vic, like all that stuff. And... I thought that music had to, it must have, like, oh, it must have faded. That was like 15, 20 years ago. No, like so much of that's popular now because enough time a generation went by. Yeah. It was uncool by like 2010, 11, 12. It kind of fell out a little bit by then. It kind of went down. And then now that enough time's passed with the new generation, coupled with the people that still like it from our generation, right? you put it together and you still get millions upon millions of fans, if not more, plus the boom in vinyl. True. Because a lot of them start yeah. getting vinyl at Hot Topic, selling it. Younger kids start buying it. So both those together, plus viral videos on TikTok of somebody or this, that, whatever it is. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's very interesting how like these cycles have happened. And you might not know it because you're not in the age group. I just see them all the time because we're right. students. Right. And I had no idea. And yeah. I was naming the bands I used to see. And they're like, oh, my God, you've seen those bands? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like, what? Who cares? That's so interesting. Like, what do you mean? The My Chemical Romance? And, you know, I'll just name it all those bands from that era, you know, um, yeah, brand new. And I used to love brand new. I saw them so many times. Anyway. Extremely talented. Band, yeah. 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 Ended badly. <laughs> womp. Womp, womp, womp. Uh, yeah. I feel like I thought I thought I saw something about they're going to be touring again at hmm. some point. I mean, all right. Yeah, I don't do, I don't know what to do about that gray black area of like 20 something year olds like texting teenagers. Like I don't know what to that's so cuz it's so it's weird but like I don't I technically think that's not illegal until they do sex like sex right. on, so like it's just it's weird. Like it I is, wouldn't recommend yeah. it, but it's, it's not just, like it, it's not illegal. I just wouldn't do that. It's it's weird, it's bad, not bad good. It's not good or encouraged behavior, and you shouldn't do that. And somebody should tell you to knock that shit off for sure. Yeah. Um, hmm. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> We've had this has been a weird conversation. A lot of like sorry, sad. <laughs> There's positive things though. Well, you came in all. Like, well, it's hard and it sucks and you're just all pessimistic. Things are so shitty and yeah. bad. What's so What's so bad? Um, You know. Because by a million good things going on in your life. That's true. Yeah, I feel like on a very personal, like small scale, mm. if I'm just focusing on my community and my life and okay. my friends and family and stuff, things are good. Like, I'm in control. I get to do the things that make me happy every mm-hmm. day. Um, you're creative, you're talented, yeah. you have a job. 
I know, you right? Play music. Yes, you I got get vinyl. You're on a podcast. Health insurance. You get health insurance. You make posters. You I'm got still stickers. alive. I take vitamins. You take like, vitamins. Yeah, things are like. You have your hair. I have a lot of hair. Uh, not complaining really about that. Um, <laughs> on like a big scale, looking at like oh, the earth, you know, and being like at this age, and it's like, do I want to be a mom? Oh, and yeah. it's like, but. It's so expensive to just have a child. Like you're, you're given a, a bill after giving birth, and you gotta have. I don't know. It's so strange. Yeah, just, just poop it out in the (laughs) barn out back, and it is strange, but something, it's weird about because our parents and their parents had a lot of kids with way less money. And I think the biggest difference now, yes, things have gotten more expensive, but I think the amount of um, inanimate objects that we decide we need to pay for, that we bestowed upon ourselves, has gone up exponentially since 1950. Like like little Timmy born in 1950, <laughs> when nobody needs, he needs to give him some blocks of wood. Yeah. It costs nothing. Play with it, these, kids. Because it's I don't the know. wood that dad cut off when he was building the shed. So he just takes those extra cut off blocks. This is how I grew up, boy. I almost am a boomer. I'm almost like part of the greatest generation, the way I was raised. It's so darn old school. And I almost fought in World War II. I swear to God, I'm so old. But yeah, you give him some blocks and maybe like a soldier. And maybe he listens. If you have a home radio, you don't have a TV yet in the house. There's no phones. There's no social media. And, yeah, you know, he can go to camp through the church if he, you know, if, if he does the youth group. That's what I did. All my camping was free as a kid because I just got free scholarships for the youth group I was in. Like, yeah, you find really fun and creative ways to do everything. With, like, I don't remember – I know I didn't make money and spend it as a kid, but I don't remember spending much money to exist, like, even via my parents because they didn't have any. So, like, they didn't let us spend money. So it was like if you saved a couple bucks, go buy yourself – some candy or some baseball cards. Like, that's as far as it goes on expen- expenses. And we didn't have cable. You don't have the internet. Yeah. You spend money on nothing, and it's like, oh, that's how they raise three kids with, like, crap pay. Hmm. Now we're like, my kids got to have the best this and the this, and they got to have Nikes and Gucci and this, and they got to look good and have Bur- Burberry glasses. And it's like, what? No wonder it's expensive to have a kid. No, they don't need any. A kid does not understand the value of a dollar. They don't understand currency exchange. They don't understand understand inflation. They know nothing. So you it doesn't it doesn't need to be that much money. But then we're like, there's plastic in the food, so we gotta buy organic food. And it's like, oh yeah. my God, it doesn't end. And then you go, okay, I guess it is expensive. Because if you wanna have, make sure your kid's super duper healthy. Well, and you know, our parents and our parents' parents, it was like the dad's salary was enough to pay for everything, and right. it's no longer that way. No, inflation has rocked us. And, you know, we daycare is oh. – uh, I have friends with kids, and it's – you know, they ended up just quitting their jobs because it cost as much as their mm-hmm. salary to just mm-hmm. pay for someone else to watch their kid. So it's just like – It is crazy. Very difficult to save, and I don't know. Do so you, that's just one of, like, the million that's a big, things like, that are – existential thing. That's – yeah, just – I guess off the cuff, that's like 
one pretty not good thing about the U.S. I have I also know people in Europe who like you know when they lived in the U.S. they weren't planning on having kids, but now that they have like good health care and you know access to things that they that everybody should have access to to raise a kid, um, they're like trying to have kids and stuff, which yeah, it's crazy. So you do want you want to have a kid. Oh, I have no idea. Right. Mom, stop listening. I don't know. <laughs> Did your mom ask you about it? Or no, no. My mom's the best. She she's she doesn't give me any like she's not pressuring me in any direction to well, do anything with my life. It's she's Honey, just, don't do anything with your life. No pressure. Whatever you do. Like, yeah, I don't care as long as you're alive and Is it something more you and your lady friends? Talk about now at your age. Yeah, and also before. like weirdly, my mom's friends are like, "So, when are you having kids?" And I'm like, "Whoa, um, <laughs> geez. First of all, uh, <laughs> I need a raise first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know. Also, just I don't when I feel like it. Maybe mm-hmm. you know. Is it something you kind of think about? Have you thought about more, like, the older you've got? Was it something, like, 10 years ago, you're like, oh, I'm never having kids? Pretty much, yeah. And then, like, 27, you're like, nah. But then something happens. Yeah, I don't know. It's just sort of, unfortunately, biology is a thing. And it's like, you can only uh, have kids up until this certain age, probably. Or at least where Safely. it's safe. Yeah. So it's, you know got to decide are you sure and it's like everywhere you look people are like are you sure about that are you sure you don't you're going to die alone and be empty inside if you don't and i'm like well i don't maybe i don't think i would but maybe I, I, maybe I, and then what if and that's yeah too what late. if what if i do you but then always... i'll just adopt i don't know that's kind of how i feel yeah if it's if it becomes like a a thing where I'm like, I definitely do, and I definitely can no longer do it the old-fashioned way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. I also, a lot of my best friends want children, so I will have access to children. <laughs> there will be kids in my vicinity. Why does that only work if a woman says that? If I said that, it'd be so creepy. Wait, what do you mean? I have access to children. Oh. There's children in my vicinity. I mean, it's probably creepy if I say it to No, you. it's not nearly as creepy as if I just said it like that. Like, Some... oh my God. I, I can't even say it. They'll cut it out and use it for something bad. I True, yeah, that. don't do that. That's funny, though. Don't be weird, people. It's like if you went to a park and... You saw a woman just sitting at the bench. You would think nothing of it. You saw a man by himself, and you just never saw him interact with a kid for hours. You'd be like, okay, what the heck right. is he doing here? That is like, weird. Like, really, what is he doing here? Yeah, because it's like if you saw a woman, you'd probably assume like, oh, her kid's playing on the swing set. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if it's a guy, I mean, bro, don't be so shy. Get up there. <laughs> Go swing on them swings. <laughs> He's just he's just waiting for his turn. You go up to this creeper guy and you're just like, don't be so shy, go play. Like, hey man. We can play <laughs> Let's on go the mayor go around together. <laughs> Come on, dude. The seesaw only works with two people. <laughs> Come on. What are we waiting for? You know, really, there needs to be jungle gyms for adults. Yes, except we'd find ways to like sue and get hurt and make a fuss about it. That's I like, true. I feel like a lot of adults wouldn't 
utilize it to be like, oh, I'm too old for that. It's too hard. Oh, my God. I would. You see some monkey bars? I'm on them. I want to go play in the, the no- normal ones. It just looks weird, so I don't, you know. What do you mean? Like where little, little kids oh, play. Oh, for sure. You can do it. Like if I'm watching uh, my niece, I'll go. Like, yeah. That's, that's my excuse. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah. She's playing. I could, hey, niece, do? would you like to go to the park? No, you're a little sleepy. Come on. No, yeah, you're you not. Go nap. I'll go play. <laughs> Can you just be in the vicinity so I'm allowed to legally be on the swing set? <laughs> Look, my niece, she's – I'm officer. I'm not being weird. She's asleep in the uh, wood chips right there on the towel. <laughs> See, I'm not being weird. You have um, some comedian vibes to you, like comedic relief. That's ever how that? I get through life. Yeah. I, I get that sometimes. I was compared to Maria Bamford once. Maria Bamford. Uh yeah. I didn't know who she was. Um, comic? Like, yes. Okay. Well, yeah, I know I know who she is now, but it was funny because my – which that was not a humble brag. I'm not trying to say I, I'm comparing myself to her. I was at a party, and I was still getting to know my friend's boyfriend at the time, and he was like, oh, I thought this whole time you were just, like, ripping her off. And I was like, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> like, wait, Who? She just is another like kind of n- like nervous person. I don't know. Oh, so you're you you think you're a nervous person? I don't know if I give that energy off or not. I think you I you do, but it gets completely taken over by the fact that you say the, like you say something, like you don't go like. You, you like <laughs> I could. You just did that. I a nervous could. person would not do. They'd be too nervous to do that. They'd be like, uh, "That's so embarrassing. I cannot do that weird sound in front of people." I, yeah, I, I don't know. There's, hmm. it's, it's a mix. It's a bunch of, <laughs> it's a bunch of feelings and nerves and experiences, mm-hmm. and they come out. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty bad at taking things seriously hmm. when I'm supposed to. I was thinking on my way over here because I was like, Ben's probably gonna ask me about art, mm-hmm. and I, I need to talk about art. I remember I got some award from my high school art teacher for I should remember you would think this would be like a core memory um I don't know for a piece I did it was like in a show that he had selected and at the end of the year he gave me a print of one of his pieces and on the back he wrote like a really nice letter but it started off like Karen if you stop screwing around so much in class you might actually accomplish something with your art, like something along those lines. And I was like, yeah, that that kind of sums it up, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's just like a nervous angst you have or that you just kind of start goofing? I guess. I, um, I didn't have like the, the, best upbringing like the most I don't know the my mom basically raised my myself and my brothers mostly alone we spent every other weekend with my dad and I just had without offending anyone in my family that may be listening um I didn't have like the most safe or stable adults around me a lot as a kid and Mm. uh I think I managed to get through those times by 
making light of it, mm-hmm. learning to be funny or finding the humor and stuff to get through it, you know, not taking anything too seriously. Yeah. Um, and just learning to like appease scary adults versus like confronting them head on. I'm like, I can get away from the scary person if I'm just like compliant and nice or say what I need to say. And then, you know, kind of like navigating situations like that in life. Sorry to get so depressing. No, no, it's okay. Um, I appreciate the honesty. But yeah, that's also like my dad had a very intense sense of humor and I feel like a lot of that rubbed off on me. He would give us a hard time and then we'd give him a hard time and it was like a back and forth kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there yeah. is something interesting about the hard time sense of humor because I I didn't have that with my parents, but I had it with friends and it <clears throat> I didn't do too well with it because, well, I don't know what women call it, but you know, we call it breaking each other's balls, right? Yeah. And I have it to a certain extent, but it's always so obvious that I'm joking. Yeah. That I'm like saying it like sarcastic, like a smile, but some of my friends, they're not so good at that. They're very dry. Very dry. (laughs) And you're like, I think you're serious and I think you hate me. Like you sound pretty malicious right now. (laughs) Damn, bro. That hurt. Yeah. And because their parents were like that. Mine were, mine were like, I'm very lucky. Yeah. No, I. Super duper loving and patient and there and awesome and. You know, would, my dad would come home with wood, like build stuff. That's so cool. And like, we're not going to stop you. <laughs> like, yeah, like go climb nuts. as high as you want and do well, crazy stuff. You're the baby of the family, so they're like, we've succeeded twice. I mean, I, <laughs> whatever. He's... I was the baby of the family. My parents are a little wild with their like outdoorsiness and town boyish, and also, I another play on why this is that is I had a major brain surgery. And I survived it. And usually when infants survive something catastrophic, they get babied. Not necessarily in a bad way, but they certainly get a lot of leniency because the parents are just glad that they're alive and functioning and not. You're like, please don't fall. Don't hurt yourself. I didn't get mental illness or mental, um, like wasn't intellectually disabled because of it. So they were just glad that I was able to like speak. So they're like, do whatever you got to do. Like. And I was, I was, I was a good kid. I didn't get in trouble. You're thriving. What the heck? <laughs> Were you always like gifted musically and doing stuff like that? Musically, I mean, I started playing guitar at 14, but usually, with I'm interested in a lot of stuff. I'm endlessly curious. I really do want to know how it all works, like everything. And that, on top of the infatuation with how things work comes as an infatuation of a purity, finding the best way for it to occur, path of least resistance. You know, what's that hypotenuse? What is a straight line between these two points? And that could be for building. It could be for video game completion. It could be for artwork. It could be for a conversation. It could be for clothes. It could be for building stuff. It could be for the fest. Whatever it is, try my best to do it. But not being afraid of it isn't that, just having the inspiration to want it be that but I don't really care if it doesn't come out like that so it's almost like endless curiosity obsession with purity almost not like elitist but a purist and then wanting to know how it all works and you put it together and you do it enough 
and you're allowed to have confidence fed into from your family and, and people around you. Um, and a, a wide, a big cauldron of things thrown in. I think it's really important as a kid. I did a ton of creative stuff, a ton of sports, I've done a camping, I've done inside stuff. So like a, a little bit of everything. So I got really comfortable in all situations. Yeah. Um, also very public home, tons of people always coming by missionary staying the night i was constantly kicked out of my room that's so to funny. go like sleep in the backyard because a missionary from mozambique <laughs> or australia is sleeping in your bed tonight go sleep on the lawn son yeah. figure it out <laughs> and i'm like mom and dad why do you think i built a cab in the backyard you kicked me out of my bedroom so many times to sleep in a tent or in on a couch that i figured i'd just build my own mini apartment right? to live in yeah and yeah l- allowing confidence to build i think too many parents these days say no to their kid it's like Give your kid some tools and some wood and let them build at five. Who cares? They're not going to get hurt. Kids can't get hurt. I know. Just it's kind them. of insane. Just teach them. They won't get hurt. I promise you. I was using power tools and <laughs> breaking. I was getting in the crazy stuff, but they let me do it, and I learned and gained a ton of confidence so young that when I got older, I just thought, like, I could do anything. Like, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Like, I could figure that out. and. Play guitar. Okay, now I want to figure out not just how to play guitar, but how the guitar works on a physical level and how the strings work and how the pickups work with electromagnetism and audio. How how do you capture it with these mics? Also, electromagnetism. These things are very fascinating to me, and it just doesn't stop and hasn't stopped since. And I found out through working with so many people like yourself, get to have these conversations, and then why not talk to them on a podcast and get to learn more about humanity and what women think of the social media because i know i feel about it but they're catering towards me i'm a heterosexual man they're catering towards me let's be real i want to know what other people think of it and everything between but yeah i would say the biggest part of the formula that creates anyone who kind of does a lot of stuff and is very confident with it is from birth just allowing them to do it um being there for them. I mean, having a steady household is helpful. I got to see they didn't fight. They didn't swear. I saw a lot of love. It was nice. That's so great. It was great. Wow, this is so nice. It, it set up unrealistic hear. expectations of this planet that I had to figure out on my own. Yeah, I guess that's the downside. It was the downside. But it. I think it was for the best. But yeah, it's definitely it was, it's sad when you see all these good things. And then... I would meet friends, hang out with people at the old uh, the old DZ cabin in high school, and they would I'd hear these awful stories, and then see how they talk with their parents, and that well, we full circle back to like the jabs and breaking balls, and like, what are you gonna do that for? Because uh, I want to. Why? You even any good at it? Oh my god. Maybe gosh. someday. Uh, what's the point? Like that kind of parent, you're like. Uh, whereas my parents are just like, get lost, go go outside. Yeah. Can I do that? Yeah, whatever. Go whatever ahead. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. So I'm not, I don't handle that well, and I took a lot of that personally, especially in my early 20s when I was like the sober, nerdy kid who like didn't talk to the girls, and everyone was just making fun of me, you know? Who's just, laughing now? I'm in a basement <laughs> recording a podcast. Yeah, now what? I'm in a basement I'm recording. thriving. I'm thriving. I am thriving. <laughs> Sorry. It's great. No, you're doing a great thing. It's I have like fun. this is one of the coolest things ever. 
This right here, this podcast? This podcast. This podcast. Just no, DZ and like the community and the art and the music. I mean, you know. It's all so cool. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You're aware. It's very cool. Thank you. It's not nothing, that's for sure. It's not nothing and it's uh I'm very grateful for it and proud of it, but I'm I'm like I'm trying to figure out what to what to do with it and try to use it for something even better. Um I don't know. It's uh it's hard to understand it when you like live it and you just lived it for so long. Because I think of all the torture and turmoil that came with it. God, yeah, know? yeah. I'm sure it was a lot of like learning on the yeah. on fire. Like it oh, this is burning down. Yeah. I have to fix this. Yeah. And like, oh man, the police shut it down. Now what do I do? And I don't have enough money for rent. I would like buy all this equipment for the fest and then not make any money off it, then not have enough money for rent. So I'd have to go like sell it or pawn it to take a huge call loss just yeah. to have enough money for rent and then have to rebuy oh, it was brutal. <laughs> brutal. One day it'll be in a book. One day I'll tell all the stories. When I have a few money, I'll tell a real story. It's coming up. If I, I if I ever do. I don't have it, so I can't tell a real stories because they are your toes will curl. Yeah. Well, I'll wait. I'll wait with bated <laughs> breath. I <laughs> I anxiously await the Enough about me. More about you and your art. Well, fire away. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to know? So, while you're working on your artwork, I now realize based on everything I learned about you today, which was a lot, we said about your upbringing and how you like, you know, will act goofy because just to get through some things, uncomfortableness. It seems like that's where a lot of your, what was probably doodling and expression starts to manifest. It's a way to like get outside of your body and put it onto something else. Yeah. I would say that's very accurate. Yeah. I think, and probably for a lot of people making anything, it's mm -hmm. sort of expressing a feeling or an idea, you know, good or bad, just needing to get it out. And, you know, at least in, in my circumstances, it didn't always feel like expressing those things was encouraged. So, you know, whether you verbalize them or not, they're going to find a way out of you. And, you know, thankfully for me, I could, I found a way to do that that wasn't destructive or something. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. And also, I don't know, just, like, mark making has always been so fun. It's just really cool to have a big blank piece of paper and then messing it up. Just drawing all of it? Yeah, I mean... What's your favorite form of art because you do a lot of analog stuff and digital yeah I, crossover i i honestly really love sculpture sculpture i, I didn't know this i did a lot of uh yeah making stuff out of clay like po uh what's it called polymer clay um or sculpey or whatever it's called um <laughs> sculpey that's like the brand name Sculpey. Uh, but yeah, my grandma, like similarly to you, 
the weekends that I was with my dad, we would go out to my grandma's house and she didn't have like really any modern toys. Mm -hmm. It was all just like, I'm assuming my dad and like his siblings toys, like board games from like the sixties and stuff in the basement and like old Barbies and, you know, like hand-me-downs from my cousins and stuff, just like a hodgepodge of like toys and games that I don't even know what decade they're from. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so a lot of my like activities at my grandma's house were old school like Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Shoots and ladders. Literally. Trouble. Monopoly. Yeah, there was Yahtzee. There was also this one that I don't even remember the name of the game, but you unfolded it and it was like a racetrack and the cars were like metal, like maybe made of lead. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Or tin probably. Huh. The old version of life. (laughs) It's a messed up game. Candyland. Yeah. I don't even know how you – because the wheels on the cars didn't move. So I think it was Hmm. like you roll dice and you like move it. I don't know. There's a lot of games like that because there's so many board games now. I know. Did you ever play, did she have Kerplunk? You know Kerplunk? Oh, yeah. Kerplunk. Uh, What's the monkey one? Barrel of Monkeys. Barrel of Monkeys. Uh, Dominoes, obviously. Those marble tubes. Mm -hmm. I used to love those. (laughs) I could have guessed. I don't know why. (laughs) You even want to know about my Kinect's Lego abilities. I was about to say Kinect's. My older brother, who's a mechanical engineer, loved Kinect's and loved marble tubes. Loved Legos. I'm jealous of your brother. And he would build cool shit, and I would break it by accident and then get in trouble. You were that kid. You were how much older? Was I'm he? the middle child. How much older was he? Th- oh, um, I get confused because half the year we're only a year apart, but most the other half we're <laughs> When's two his years birthday? apart. February twenty fifth, ninety nineteen ninety, and I'm September twenty second, ninety one. Okay. So it's like a weird. Almost two so, years, but not really. Yeah, so he's like a year and a half. Yeah. A year and nine months. Didn't eight waste months no time. Yeah. No. So you were the kid who broke this stuff. You see, I was the youngest, and I, when I say love to build, my obsession with putting things together and making it happen started quite young. And man, <laughs> connects and Legos, I'm not joking. I killed it. Yeah, I was, I got, I got awards. I was in the magazine. That's insane. Yeah. I built a scale model really field with no instructions. What? Yeah. (laughs) What? Do you have a picture of this? I have pictures. Yeah. Oh my God. I have a bunch of stuff. I've connected. My favorite award, I've received some awards and certificates in life. My favorite though is from the creative connects. It's a, it's a certificate of imagination that says if you can dream it or if you can imagine it, you can build it. And I have used that model, that, that slogan. Motto, that motto. I was like, I'm trying to think of the word. That motto in my head for everything, for yeah. every year. Every every DZ Fest, every house show, every album. Like, I can think of it, therefore it can't happen because I'm, I'm seeing it here. Yeah. And, like, I have to find a way to take it out of here and put it into the earth. And it's true. It's always worked. It's never not worked. So for those listening that don't know how to manifest things, just imagine it and think of every piece of material it takes to make that happen from something small to large. But Lincoln Locks, Connects, Erector Set, Legos. I loved Connects the most because you can make the biggest structures. Yeah. 
And they were um, kind of durable and, oh you know, because they're plastic. I made chairs. Like, they I were made flexible. chairs that people would sit on out of connects. I made a TV entertainment system out of connects. That's <laughs> like some sci-fi shit. I started making everything because like, I got bored with the instructions. I, I mastered them and I started to remember the instructions. And then I would, I was such a hustler. I would bet kids like candy <laughs> that I could build the instructions faster or like the set without them fast. And they could, they didn't know that I would like study them. And sure enough, I'd build that Ferris wheel in like 40 minutes. and they That's would your sit. party trick. I was oh, thinking was of the Ferris wheel the whole time. We yeah. had that, well, we had had that one. The one that you can put solar power panel on, which I loved. It, had, it came with the, That's how cool connects were for kids. You can use a solar power panel and power your toys with no electricity. It's awesome. Great invention. Yeah. Cool Might have been one of the coolest toys ever made with the best, healthiest impacts on kids. Because you and can just create anything you want. Really simple, so simple. pieces, too. Just basic pieces. And you could pieces. do so much stuff mm-hmm. with them. And they are all following the simple beginning formula of all architectural and civil engineering of hypotenuse, right angle, right angle. Each piece is the hypotenuse of the next color. And you can just build massive structures, triangles on triangles everywhere. Super cool. It's the sturdiest shape. It sure is. Anyway, you're like, nerd. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. not thinking that. I when think people bring up connects, I just get excited because like, it's such a cool oh, toy. I, had, I kept all mine too. They're in my closet. Well, what? Wait, why haven't you made anything? Where am I going to put it? Uh, I, I feel room. like you could make you, like you a. You were just earlier like, you got a lot of stuff. You do, but. <laughs> I'm supposed to put it. But your connects are like a thing you could turn into a functional thing. You could, but then you're that 30. Four-year-old man with no kids that has a bunch of plastic toys around. You see what I'm saying? It looks way better to have gear than they have plastic I toys. I guess. Around. So I'm saving them. I haven't been. I have all my instructions. I have everything sealed, like all my tires and special pieces and motors for if I have a kid to give it to them. Or if I don't, I'll give it to my niece and nephew. That's cute. Yeah. It's like every set ever made. It's like hundreds of thousands of pieces. What the hell? Yeah. It was awesome. Great time. I can't even wrap my head around that. But I eventually, when I first saw Mythbusters in like 2003, when it first came out, I saw it at a friend's house. I didn't have cable. And I saw how they would scale model stuff first Mm -hmm. and then do it. And I was like, I could scale model things with the connects and then go build them outside. So I started doing that. And that was cool when I figured out you could scale model things. That's impressive. I... (laughs) I'm like, I would make like a pinwheel on a stick... (laughs) And if it spun. You're like, I would take one piece and a lighter and see how long it took this hard molded plastic to melt. And yeah. that's what I would do. And then I'd sniff the fumes. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you were, were you a really awkward little kid? I don't think so. No. <laughs> um, I was actually really outgoing as a kid. What happened? As a little kid. I don't, I think, um... Life. <laughs> Life hit me hard as a kid. No, I, uh, I don't know. I think I, I noticed, like, mm, you know, it, maybe expressing yourself isn't always encouraged or, like, it gets you in trouble or whatever. So learning to not do that. And then also on top of that, noticing that, like, even if I had, like, you know, as an adult, I can look back and be like, that adult in my life was not acting like an adult. Like, they were, mm. 
they had something going on, like maybe a mental illness or whatever. Like they weren't getting the help they needed and they were taking it out on me. But even as a kid, um, I could like tell like, oh, they don't have like the capacity for my bullshit or like I don't want to put my crap on top of what they're already dealing with. So I'm just not gonna, Uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, so I, yeah, I was super outgoing. I feel like I've become more outgoing actually in the last, like kind of forcibly in the last like two years, just with like lockdown and everything. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to, once things are more open again, I need to start like saying yes to things and like being social and like going out of my comfort zone. Hello. I'm on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But I love when women make make the 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 woman voice (laughs) when they are women. It's like when they're womaning. I when they're womaning. It's like this inception of women. I know it's funny to me. Yeah, it compounds and you become even more woman. (laughs) It's insane. It's a secret. Yeah, like yeah, men have the opposite yeah become manning manninging like like mansplaining never mind no (laughs) no 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 (laughs) forget it forget it never mind i am not making sense it makes sense to me it's fine (laughs) english uh yeah so what else is new in life you know, not much. <laughs> Talk about your music. How uh, long have you been playing bass for? Uh, I've been playing bass. Yeah, I started in middle school, actually, um, but I didn't really keep up with it. I played bass for maybe like a year in middle school, and I still have that bass, and I had that amp until I like finally replaced it with an actual adult amp. Um but adult amp. <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. But <laughs> Professional amp. Yeah, like not a practice amp. Um, but yeah, and then in college, Sam wanted to jam with people. And I was like, well, I have my bass. And, you know, I can try and figure this out. And... You know, you kind of don't forget how. It's not very hard to play. I mean, (laughs) kids, if you're listening, it's not hard. If I can do it, you definitely can. Um, Well, there's also many, like, styles and variations of playing bass. You know, if you're trying to play some classical, you know, jazz, funk, blues... People will argue with me and say that it is hard. If you And I will agree, if you... If you struggle with rhythm in general, it will probably be difficult with guitar or just like not playing a rhythm instrument. You can kind of, you know, do your own thing and the rhythm section will hold it down and you get to spiral off and go crazy. I love and, it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I started when I was 14 and, or no, sorry, middle school. I was like 12. Started when I was 12. Learned how, and then was like, cool, okay, I have that figured out. And then just, like, there weren't any bands or anything in my hometown What, neighborhood again? I grew up in Libertyville. Right, right. Yeah. At least none that I knew of. There was, you know, like, school band, but 
I would then have to play a upright bass and that those are large and I didn't want to do that. <laughs> um, what so, yeah. uh, what high school was that? Libertyville High School, oh, well, LHS. You, well, you know, how far is that? It's about O'Hare Airport, right? Uh, it's it's a bit north of O'Hare, and I'm thinking of a map. Like, if you were to take 294 up to it, the Interstate 294. I usually take 94 all the 94 way. 94 up. up to it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, pretty close to Wisconsin, but yeah, it's been cool. It was cool growing up there. And then, what brought you to Chicago was Columbia. Yeah. What you did you want to go anywhere else? It was just no. Columbia. Actually, I, I, uh, I really wanted to live in Chicago. I hadn't even really spent a lot of time here besides like going to concerts, but I just didn't feel. You know, it's sort of like a conservative-ish. Mm-hmm. place. I don't know what it's like anymore, but at least when I was growing up, it was like seemingly a conservative little suburb, you know, really charming in a lot of ways, but ultimately like not the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and very expensive. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so yeah, went to Columbia and got the heck out. Took my mom's minivan and didn't look back. <laughs> And wow, then so she poetic. moved. So now I have no reason to go back, and that does kind of bum me out. Oh, yeah. I I sadly – I have very little reason to go back to Hickory Hills. Like there's a couple houses I go to because of being there forever. Right. But but now that it's not like the family home and I have like no family home to go to, it bums me out. And it annoys me when people are like, yeah, it was hard for me to move out to. It's like, no, you got to go back to your family house whenever yeah. you wanted to. Don't compare it. Don't you ever compare it. Yeah, you got also, this house was built by my family, so it's yeah, that's, extra difficult. Yeah, they better not. Or they're going to see Mad Ben. Don't. You're going to throw now some you're punches. Making, now you're making <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't get me mad. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I'm like the Hulk. I'm always mad. That's my secret. Well, you have everyone fooled. <laughs> you seem very happy all the no, time. No, you'd have to be threatening like my life or my friends' lives or something terrible for me to get mad. Otherwise, it was... I don't know why people get mad. Yeah. I don't know why people want to like chest up and fight and like cause. I don't get it. I don't com- get comparing yourself. I don't get wanting to one up someone or have resentment. There's no room for that. This life, as we've been talking about, the major theme of this podcast has been life is hard <laughs> and confusing <laughs> and difficult. Why would you want to add to it? Why would you want to add all I these know, issues right? of being like, God, that Karen, I hate how. Blonde her hair is. Oh my god! How stupid her face. It is. must be her northwestern European descent blood. It must be those bastards. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel the same way. It's weird how some people like their instinct is to react, like get angry about mm-hmm. things, and for other people, it's not. And I just, I don't know. I, I know. I. I it all like boils down to upbringing and how you were raised and how blah blah blah. <laughs> you're saying you're let's skip over this yeah. not important it's stuff. It's all like the you it, know. it's truly helpful if you have that, you know. Yeah. I um my mom is like a, a Zen Buddhist master and she's just like just glass half full, it could always be harder. Why are you mad at that? It's not a big deal. Calm down, yeah. chill out, take a chill pill, like life's hard. Like, you can either, literally, like, you can be mad at everything, or you can realize you can't 
control or fix everything. And yeah. Do you be if you? Ha- I truly believe if you have your own path, and you're having fun and you enjoy something you do. You probably will have a hard time being jealous and envious of other people because you're doing your own thing. Right. Nothing to compare it to. I have nothing to compare what I'm doing to anyone. So like, I don't. I don't. Why? Should I get yeah, upset at I what people are doing, you know? 100%. Yeah. I don't know anyone else really doing this. And even if, I mean, at least in Chicago, I don't. Yeah. I, but but yeah. even in, in your, what you're doing, I yeah. don't know anybody who's doing exactly your kind of artwork while you have your kind of life with your job and your band with your music and your shows you've played. You put it all together and it's like you're also doing your own thing. It might be similar close to others, but it's not. The exact same thing. Not, yeah. You know, it just isn't. I, yeah, I feel that way as well. And I, I don't know if I always felt that way, but yeah, I mean, everybody has a different perspective and it, you know, even if you're copying something, if you're like trying to copy something, it's going to be different because you're doing it mm-hmm. and your life experience is behind it and it's just going to end up different, you know, whether you want it to or not. Um. Yeah. That's some advice for you, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate that you're different and the art that you're making is going to be different and you can, like, try and copy and mimic your, you know, idols all you want. But ultimately the end result is going to be a little different and you might at first, like, hate that or resent that, but the sooner you can learn to like appreciate those things about you, the better because other people are going to see what you're doing and think it's very cool and be inspired by it. And yeah, I've always thought that was kind of an interesting thing about making music and art also is at least for me, I, I, I don't feel like you necessarily have a ton of control over how your art looks like the style of art that you do, unless you're going out of your way to like, you know, deliberately learn to do something in a specific style. Um, yeah, you just kind of, at least for me, it's like, oh, this is just like how I draw. Like, this is just what it looks like, whether I like it or not. And like, this is what my voice sounds like, whether I like it or not. And like the music that I end up making sounds this way whether I like it or not. I don't know. (laughs) Like if I, I I don't know. I don't like go, I don't set out to make stuff in a certain style usually. So yeah, I'm kind of surprised by the end result a lot of the time. (laughs) Really? Yeah. And then, but it makes it very difficult to be objective about it and be like, is this even good? Like I cannot tell. I don't know. Like when people are like, what genre is your band? I'm like, I'm... I have no idea. I don't know what we sound like. I don't know what the songs sound like. <laughs> well, do you ever compare them to other sounds to kind of get a rough estimate of like a, if you can do like a crossover genre? Like, okay, we do have a tone like this, this, and that. So therefore, could you get to do so it's this, this, and that? It's hard because I, I don't – I feel like calling something punk is not – people are not going to – that's not going to be what people imagine yeah. in their minds. That is not yeah. – the right word no right but that's technically like what it it would be pop or punk alternative rock (laughs) indie dash like there's a little bit like a splash of indie like if you're doing anything 
DIY now with DIY technology of this era, it almost always has to have a dash of indie in it. Because you're like literally doing it in an independent way, so it's it comes with certain tones and sounds. Quite literally so, indie, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I would say like you could say something like that. And then preface it with, but there's like some nuance within it because it's modern music. So like those are might be some foundations, but the the, the structure and the roof is going to look different. That's just yeah. like the foundation. Yeah. You know, that's all that's you can really do. That's a good way of, of, of putting it for sure. It's the only thing you can do. But when it comes to, I don't know enough about like drawing and painting and uh, mixed media and or visual arts to like know how to categorize. I, don't, I just don't have enough of that skill set and history like I do with music. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I, it's, yeah, I mean, if somebody is like, what kind of art do you make? It's, it's like, uh, and I've been asked that so many times I'm and sure. I don't know how to answer it. Uh, I do illustration and I do a lot of work with like local bands. How many bands have you worked with? I don't know. I've never counted. That's good amount. A right? good amount, yeah. I, I um twenty. Yeah, I mean musicians and bands are like some of my favorite people to collaborate with just because I like working with other artists and I mean I know how hard it is to be in a band and how thankless it can be at times. I mean, of the the arts that I'm involved in, music is like definitely the most like thankless, I would say. Mm-hmm. And the least like bears the least fruit. Like you spend so much money to create a thing and it takes forever <laughs> mm-hmm. to like have that end result. And at the end of it, you hope enough people will buy it so that you can pay for recording and blah, 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 blah. And you usually can't. Not for a long time. You usually can't. Like, uh, you got vinyl mm-hmm. for XYZ. Yes. XYZ. Mm-hmm. Um, band so nice, they named it twice. That's right. <laughs> That's what they call us. <laughs> um, and vinyl, so, and then recorded at Jam Deck with Doug. That's right. Yeah, I did. Good old Dougie. I know Doug well. And what was that like? How, what's it like working with Doug? It was fun? Doug's great because uh, I, I think it's – he doesn't have to weigh in or give input or, like, recommend things, I don't think. I don't I don't believe that's what engineers are, like – that's not their job. You know, they're not – It's when you get into producer right, territory. exactly. And some just stay off of it. Right. Some little hints – and then some lean into it. Right. I, I feel know. like, you know, and maybe it dep- It probably depends on the band for him and, band. and his relationship with them. But um, I've always appreciated that he is really honest and has great feedback and suggestions and, you know, isn't afraid to be like, you know, like point out issues or, you know, like, hey, I, I think another take could be better or, like, switch these lyrics around or, you know, mm-hmm. maybe try, you know, a different drum beat or whatever. Um, so, yeah, Doug's really great. He's super professional, super funny, does good work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no complaints. 10 <laughs> yeah. out of 10. 10 out <laughs> Go 10. to Jam Deck. Go to Jam Deck. <laughs> Get your record recorded with Doug. I love it. That's cool. It's a cool spot. Been yeah. Been a bunch of times. Very um, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So how many albums have you made between all your bands? 
I mean, I guess two. Two albums. Technically, uh, I mean, pylons. There were there were t- there's two, but the first one is just very rough, and it wasn't done the best. No hate or shade. That's usually, think, that's usually how the first of like everything's done. My first stuff yeah. was terrible. It's just yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like just, only, you're learning. Everyone's learning. It's not it's not a demo, but it kind of sounds like a bunch of demos. Mm-hmm. Um how old were you when you made that one? Twenty two or three. Everyone's young. Yeah. We're young people. Yeah. I had just started playing bass again and I was like pretty afraid to be heard. I was like, I'm going to turn the volume down. Why, why did you want to record if you were kind of sloppy with it? You just didn't care or it didn't was, know any better? We just had nothing. Like, I think we we all wanted to, like, start playing shows, and we had nothing to show people. So we mm. were like, let's just record some stuff. And um, so we have anything for people to listen to. <laughs> so they can be like, okay, they know sort of how to play their instruments. Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah you can be on the bill or whatever um, <laughs> at the mutiny. Rest oh, in I peace. The, I was gonna say I missed the mutiny. Rest in peace. I don't. <laughs> oh, what happened there? Now you gotta tell us. Oh, nothing. No. Tell us Just, your worst experiences playing music oh my God, in Chicago. No, <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> usually, I cannot. honestly, it's it's usually just like the sound is like really fucked up, or like the sound guy doesn't show up and like it delays everything, or you know. This is more at like the hole in the wall places. Yeah, yeah it's, more, it's more just likely the tinier spots where it's like very low stakes, and it's like your mom is in the audience, and you're like, <laughs> okay, well, mom, <laughs> we might play tonight. If not, sorry for driving down here, braving mm-hmm. the traffic. Mm-hmm. Maybe next time. Mutiny, was that the one on Western and Fortin kind of? To be honest, I don't. Remember Quen- Quenchers wh- across the street from Quenchers? I think it, man, Quenchers was. Or was great. it Martyrs? Martyrs. I don't remember. It, it it's like this elusive place in my mind that didn't mm-hmm. really exist. It's like <laughs> I don't know where geographically in the city it was, but I know it existed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was there. What about DIY shows? You play a lot of those. Um, some, not a ton. Used There's to not more. a lot of DIY spaces around, right? These I think days. what happened is you and I got older. Yep. Well, there we go. Because <laughs> they tend to be for 18 to 25 I, year olds if I you didn't a, know. And we're not that true. age no more. I have a friend that runs a DIY space that's really cool. Um, but I haven't played there. What's it called? It's called Empty Bliss. Vanessa, what up? She's the best. Vanessa. She's in a do, band called do, Crowning. I wonder if I know. And she's also an amazing photographer and an amazing illustrator as well. Hmm. Though she doesn't draw as much these days. She takes beautiful photos hmm. and is hilarious. Sounds cool. Yeah, she's great. What, what's the name of the place? Empty Bliss. Empty Bliss. It's it's a lot of like hardcore bands, screamo. Okay. Um Is she our age, your age? Yeah. Okay. I went to college with her. <clears throat> it's Still possible. It's just less likely the older you get to do that. Yeah. Um, time, money, and risk. You start to be like, why am I trashing That's my house? That's so true. Like, yeah. I own a house now. Like, my old house got destroyed. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Our Halloween shows, 200 people come. It'd be nuts. 
crazy and they wrecked my home and I could never keep it nice. I yeah. tried and tried and tried and it like looked like DZ Records, but like it had a look to it. And You're I just like begging people, please don't like pee on the stairwell. I like, mean, I had to get crafty. Um, I would hide towels and like cleaning supplies and all these nooks and crannies like everywhere. So when a beer spilt there, it's like, boom, towel out of nowhere. Like, where'd you get the top from? It's like hidden because I knew someone was going to spill <laughs> right there. Boom. This, that garbage, like couldn't participate, couldn't smoke, couldn't drink, nothing. You had to be on it, on it, on it. Um, it wasn't, it was fun because I like to do things, but it yeah. wasn't like the fun everyone else was having. No. It was not yeah. having like a cool, chill night. Yeah. When's the last time you had a cool, chill night? Um, I want to go camping. Okay. Yeah. I like to. Do, so camp. do you make time to like camp? I'm going to go in October, try to go to Wisconsin up north. Um, I like to camp, but it's, I probably like once a year road trips i like to road trip because i, I could just be peaceful in the car yeah set that cruise control put on some good music and i disappear. like driving yeah i think it's 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 therapeutic it's chill yeah it's chill kind of zone out not crash mm-hmm. it's a good time <laughs> love it yeah like in the desert oh my god yeah well were you are, doing drugs or something what were you i was just very tired okay. like we, I, I believe we just, for them, we only stopped one time and then otherwise we were just like, thank you, <laughs> driving straight through and the other person driving was, it was their turn to rest. So, and I think, you know, it was like a long straight road and it's just sort of monotonous and like, I don't, I was just like being kind of yeah. lulled off a little bit. <laughs> like, I would have issues in this social studies class actually um where i would almost fall asleep every day and it was like this uncontrollable thing like my eyes would get heavy and i would be so like almost hypnotized by like they would turn the lights off the overhead was turned on oh the worst is the lights off yeah you do that you're in trouble and he was like this older guy like very grandfatherly calming and it was just like yeah, it was mm-hmm. just this high no school? chance. Yeah, high school. But high school is hard anyway because, like, what time are you going to It bed? was also— What time uh, are you going to sleep? What time are you waking up, you know? 100%. Yeah, it's no. It's a hot mess. And it was also right after lunch. Uh, it I, was— Sometimes it's not fair how the periods were set up, depending on, like— No. If you have gym—when I had a gym first period, I was pissed. I'm like, I'm going to be sweaty the whole day. I sweat right? a lot. I'm a hairy dude. The swim unit? Nightmare. Oh. My hair's gonna be wet all day and smell like chlorine. That was so I awkward. Though I did not like the swim. I love swimming. I love pools, but that was awkward. Horrible. When you're a teenage, when you're a teenage boy, I'm you sure. Went through puberty, and now you gotta jump in pools with all these ladies. No, spank you. Not <laughs> a smart idea, school system. What do you think's gonna happen? It's gonna be awkward. Everyone's gonna swim around, and it's gonna be a, a good time. <laughs> It's going real weird and awkward. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. The worst were the the girls. Like, they would put on, like, all these extra clothes because they didn't want to show their bodies. And it's like, I get yeah. it. Like, this is just weird. Like, this is awkward. Like, no one wants to You're do making this. it worse. Yeah, you're making it. It's like in olden times when you would see an ankle, like, <laughs> and get excited. Just be in your suit. Okay? Normalize it. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> High school was... A time, you know? 
I don't really think about it too much. That's good. Do you? You've moved on. No, I don't actually. I do sometimes still have like night, like the random nightmare of like. Speech. No, it's usually like a test or something that mm, I didn't study didn't, for. That was every test. Yeah. I literally was just delusional and I was like, I'll pass this. I read half guess. a chapter. Yeah. I would run in them like, I'll, I'll wing it. I'll use context clues. Oh, it didn't work out well. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Same. I, I, I was so scatterbrained in high school. I would like lose my study guides. Even if I like wanted to do well and I did, I just would misplace my shit. And so it would be like the night before a test. I was convinced there was a ghost in my house playing tricks on me because Do you believe in ghosts? I I mean, I haven't personally unfortunately. I mean, I'm very scared of paranormal stuff, but I'm also fascinated by it. But no, I've never seen anything, and I think it's partially because I'm so scared of it that I'm like, I close my third eye completely. I'm like, I don't want to see. Because if I see something, I will lose my fucking mind. Like, I will go insane. Wait, wait, sorry. Finish the story, and then I want to go back to this ghost. Okay, sorry. Um, Oh, yeah, I thought there was a ghost in my mom's condo because... I had to study for a Spanish final, and I just had my Spanish textbook, and I put it down, and it, like, vanished. And I was so stressed out. I was, like, crying, trying to find it all night, and it ended up, like, under my mom's bed somehow. I don't know. And also all the cupboards would get left open, and I would get in trouble for it, and I would be like, I think it's a ghost, you guys. It wasn't me, I swear. And I was so— Sure it wasn't your brother's? It was me. It was me, Ben. Oh, it was you? It was me. Why were you saying— I didn't know it was me. This makes sense. I my, I won't call this person out, but I have had a roommate that because of the way their brain works, they just, like, leave— you're like doing a thing. And drawers open, and mm-hmm. they have no idea. Like I'm talking every like you want a bathroom and all the mirror, like everything's open. I'm like, cabinets. Where's the exorcist here? What is going? Cabinets was a huge cabinets, thing. mirrors, anything just open just up all the forget time. Forget to close them. So you must have that too. It's still a thing. Anxiety. It's anxiety based thing. I think it's an attention deficit thing, but which is usually linked to it. Oh mm-hmm. well. Cool. I'm getting all the diagnoses today. This is a, I am a therapist, by the way. I don't even know if you're joking. I'm not. I could believe it. I was like, wait. (laughs) Wait, what? Oh my God. Wait, Karen, this is an intervention. Uh, Everybody come out. It's okay. Behind all this crap inside the dryer. My whole family. Uh, Jesus. So you don't, you believe in ghosts, but you've never seen them. Well, do I believe in ghosts? I feel like I would have had a real tangible experience at this point I agree. if there were ghosts, you know? Do you get scared of anything like that? I do. Oh, my God. I always— but what's your rationale behind it? Like, what, uh, what would happen? Who's been hurt by a ghost? Uh, I've seen The Exorcist, okay? I know That's people— a movie? Get, it's not a documentary. <laughs> uh, isn't it based on a true story? I mean— I mean, I know. Okay, I'm— I'm kind of joking around, but uh, I don't know. I just like I love horror movies. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite? Uh, The Shining, probably. Damn, that's great. 
Shining's great. Also, I love a- The Shining. Alien. That's definitely Alien. a horror movie in my book. Halloween. I just watched Talk to Me. Very good. Good. I just saw that too. I saw it July when it came out. Loved nice. it. I yeah, loved it. I thought it was great. So pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. What like, about the new Exorcist coming out? I mean, I'll see it. I don't really know. I mean, I don't really know why it's being remade or. I don't think it's remade. I think it's a sequel. It's the oh. the, the woman in it is the woman from the original. Oh shit! Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's gonna be so scary. I will see that. So that's better than a remake. Yeah. Do they need to make it? I don't know, but at least it's not like just remaking yeah. it. Yeah. I uh I really like the thing. You like the thing. The thing is great. Yeah, it's one of my one of my faves. So it sounds like like nineteen seventy seven to like nineteen eighty three is. But all those movies we just named are but all that. I time. also uh really. Hereditary is probably one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Hereditary and is good. Just an amazing story. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just a really cool story. You know, all of Ari Aster's movies mm-hmm. I've, I've really enjoyed so far. But I was afraid was really good. Mm-hmm. Midsummer was Slapped. disturbing. So good. So it's, fucked up. I that being the biggest mistake. Of watching that movie after smoking like this fat joint to myself. No. And then I was like, I'll put this movie on. This looks cute. And flowers. <laughs> it's like sweet. It's like Kirby. And I put it on and so it was messed up, especially the beginning with the suicide of the carbon monoxide. Oh my poisoning. god, so disturbing. But what made that more disturbing is that's like that's how my uncle died. So like that story's been in my mind my whole life. And I never like had to visualize it that much before. And then I saw that, and I had to, like, visualize, like, what, how he was probably found. Oh, my God, yeah. that messed me. And I'm stoned as stone can That's be. That's so terrible. It was a bad, I was messed up for the rest of that movie. That's. It really, really, really messed with my head. That is so fucked up, yeah. Being and then, high at the wrong time oh, will mess up a. Something so dark. It was one of the most disturbing parts of anything I've ever seen in my Getting, life. Getting, like, a bad text. When you're high oh. is the worst. Or a bad email. Just a bad, like an anything. unexpected bad anything. It's yes. just like your whole stomach drops through the earth oh. below you. It, it, traveling through the crust and the core <laughs> and the other layers. The mantle. The mantle. <laughs> you, went, but, you skipped yeah, the I mantle. Did. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> the sedimentary rock, the magma. What else we got You really, there? really enjoyed elementary school. Oh, my God. <laughs> cool. Yes, all of my best memories. And then the outer core, and then the inner core, and which is iron and magnetized. And then it busts through in reverse oh, when it comes out the other side. God. But yeah, anyway, that's what happens when you get a bad text when you're high. Do you smoke weed often? No. <laughs> At all? Not No, not really. Like You I, have? I have, yeah, like many times. I just, it's so 50-50. Like, it's either makes me really sleepy and it's great or I can't stop thinking about like my body and like what it's doing <laughs> sounds like you took mushrooms I don't know have I, you done that before it's, no I, I I am interested but I'm also like knowing how weed affects me sometimes I am a little nervous but I know it's pretty different it's though. pretty different it would be like yeah, you can't really compare it to anything. It, it's just different. Yeah. Like, they're, I would say they're uh, adopted, like, third cousins. Oh, shit. That's pretty different. Yeah, they still, like, hey, I, I know you. You're, I see you at the family parties. But, like, they're not the same. Do you prefer one over the other? They're just so different. Like, 
you I could smoke weed. I don't do this, but I could smoke weed every night and I don't think it would change much of my life or anything, yeah. really. Especially after the day's deeds are done. You could not take mushrooms every night. That would be I'm talking real doses. You could probably microdose, mm-hmm. but taking like copious amounts, that would probably be a bad idea. I won't I would not recommend doing that every night. Um some people t- I I think a good dose of something like psilocybin mushrooms which is different for everyone Mm -hmm. and i'd recommend doing them when you get older like you're already past the sweet spot (laughs) after the brains develop no like doom like the negative sweet spot you're in the sweet spot okay okay cool i said that poorly (laughs) don't do them you're You're in a good spot because you already got past (laughs) adolescence brain development major milestones uh, awkwardness of being 21. Yeah. You're, you're, again, your brain and body is fully developed. Yeah. So that's a good thing. And then from there, uh, I I think, I'm not an expert, I'm not a doctor, but I think it probably would behoove everyone by the time they're in their 30s and 40s to try it at least once. Yeah. Especially I, in a safe situation. Be with people you trust, not too many people, like one or two people you really trust that won't make fun of you, won't film it, yeah. dumb stuff like that. Have set up the night, put on music you love, have food ready you love, enjoy the visuals that you love, and then you'll be fine. You'll be fine. It'll be overwhelming. You might cry. You might throw up because it is a poison. You might not. I've never thrown up, but I have gotten stomach aches and then they go away. Sounds like I've I'm- loved it though. I've had zero bad experiences. And I've tried different doses of it at least 25 times at this yeah. point. Wow. And then I've done like an eighth at least like five or six times, maybe more. I've had nothing but amazing times. That's great. The hardest I've laughed, the most I've cried. I've seen things I didn't know were possible. Every layer of every texture of every line on this table just comes out of it. You could talk to why you could talk to that scratch and it'll tell you why that happened. Like it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Yeah. It's fun. It sounds pretty life changing for a lot of people. Yeah. And I you know, I've heard it can help with like mental health stuff, depression, anxiety, that kind of thing. I've heard it helps people who like are terminally ill sometimes, like accept death. Yeah. You know, like all kinds of crazy you can stuff. Greet death, stare it in yeah. the eyes. I think they they just made it legal. Completely legal in Portland, wow, Portland Oregon. Oh, cool. Like, not just you criminalize, like, you, I'm pretty sure you can go buy it. Shit. Okay. Yeah. So if you ever, because sometimes that paranoia messes mm-hmm. with people, knowing that it's, like, yeah. the, the lamest felony ever. Yeah. It's, when you're on it, every time I'm on it, I just stare out the window. I'm like, how is this a felony? How is right. looking at a, an ant on the ceiling, which I was looking at, <laughs> wondering why we kill them? How is this felony? <laughs> yeah, so what the fuck? It's, so, it's goofy. It seems like a You're really... talking to ants and petting leaves on plants. Like, this is so stupid. It seems like a, a generally, like, innocent drug, you know? It's it's not 100% innocent because there are people that have had some issues. That's why I said you're at a good age. I wouldn't recommend an 18-year-old taking it because if they're susceptible to schizophrenia, bipolar, yeah. or mental breakdowns, this might not help. Right. So I recommend you just wait until you get past when those things tend to happen. By your age, 99% of that stuff's kind of, you're not going to get it. Um, I'd say it's significantly safer than any of the pharmaceuticals, any alcohol, cigarettes over time. Um, Marijuana might be the only other safer one than psilocybin. Yeah, that's... 
but it's just not comparable because I mean, you I've... straight up trip on mushrooms. Like you see things that are there, but distort. Like right, like say you were looking at this, all of this could be three D, and we just start coming off, and you would see the actual frequency of that the headphones, and you would see them vibrating, creating that, and like it would almost look like electricity and. You would see all the like different combinations of colors that came together to create that green. But then what gets weirder is the light bouncing off the plastic that we could both see. It gets weird. And you would start probably looking into portals. Like it's bizarre. <laughs> I can't even like other dimensions. It's it's hard to explain, but yeah. what I think happens, what I believe the research and test studies show is it's essentially everything you see and feel is in this certain consciousness that you have. And it's on a normal dimension, this plane. And all that's happening with LSD, psilocybin, peyote, ayahuasca, those types of things, salvia, is all of those neurochemicals in your brain get a little mixed and other doorways and pathways start opening up and it meanders. And now what you're seeing and how all of your senses are perceiving that start to just completely change. That's so cool. So it's like, it's really, nothing's happening. Anyone who's sober yeah. looking at you, you're just looking at, say you were sober, I'm just like staring at like, <laughs> nothing's happening. But in, to me, it's all messed up. Like nothing is exactly where it once was. Yeah. It's bizarre. I don't know. One time I felt, I was swimming in Lake Michigan on mushrooms and I uh, I felt like I was like a contact on an eyeball. Like I felt, yeah. I felt the tides of the, of the moon pulling me and I was like hovering on the earth. I could feel Jupiter and like the moon. I could feel them pulling. It was weird. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know if they yeah, were. I just it, felt it. <laughs> it's so strange. I yeah. don't know. And then it's like, like, are these sensations that are actually happening or? I don't think they're actually happening, but is anything actually happening except for what you, how you decipher in your brain? True. You know. Life is what you make it. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? Don't guess. I mean, guess. You want me to guess? Guess. Guess how long we've been talking. Wait, wait. Eight? 7.30. What? <laughs> what? It's been it's been three hours. It's 9.40. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. How long were you Holy shit. meaning to be I thought it was like here? one hour. <laughs> You're like 7.30. That would have been. I was like, oh, 7.30. That would have been 50 minutes. Yeah. If it was 7.30. I don't know. No, it's been three hours. That's insane. Isn't that weird? Whoa. We can we can end soon. We should we should we can end. It's been three hours. Jeez. <laughs> I haven't done Whoa. three in a while. That's a long time. We could talk it, for a while. It's good. We covered a lot of bases. Yeah, we probably anybody listening is probably like, they didn't finish that story, that subject, that conversation. I, like it's fine. No, this was a good uh like I mean, I've never done a podcast, so I don't know. Hopefully, uh, I can learn from this experience and uh, I'll work on my podcast talking <laughs> and my facial expressions and whatever else. Oh, being tough. I have some things. Oh my goodness. You're, you're tough. You're tough. You're punk rock. You're in a punk rock band, right? I'm tough. You just, you I, don't, you don't come off as tough. I know. Yeah. Maybe you should get a face That's tattoo. That's why I, I'm getting tattoos, like. The tattoos Do you have help. any? I have, yeah. You have a couple? I've got some. That looks like the one on your record. I know. I got it after the record. Oh, I was like, okay. this is a fun milestone. I'll just, a plant, yeah. a scorpion. Plants. 
I have to cool it with the plants. Plants are beautiful, but I was like, I'm not, I don't want to be like a plant lady, you know? <laughs> so more animal and arachnid representation. So insects don't scare you? I don't, okay. I think spiders specifically are really cool when they don't like surprise me. I have, uh, for some reason, this is very common. When I'm falling asleep, if I'm like dozing off, I'll sometimes like hallucinate like bugs and it's very real. I'll see like, like the most recent time it happened, enormous spider on my wall, like tarantula crawling all over the place. And I was freaking out and I was like, Sam, there's a fucking, uh, and I'm like wide awake and I'm like seeing it. And then he's like, no, there's not. And then it like kind of vanished. <laughs> so I don't know they scare me when they startle me and more than one time I have been like falling asleep in bed and a spider like literally is lowering over mm. my face I don't know why this has to have happened in my life more than even one time like that seems like such a bizarre thing to happen ever it just lowers in front of your yeah, face yeah like in front of my face or like literally it's going to land on my face if I don't move like what the well, at least where we live, most of them are, yeah. all of them really are harmless. Not gonna, yeah. Just, we don't really have any poisonous stuff around here. People like to say so, but I'm like, I, I've been, I've been in the thick of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, and so I, I think know. the ones that are are not like, a, they're not trying to bite you. You know, if, yeah. If you're chasing them and trying to step on them and attacking their like nest, maybe. But I haven't seen a brown recluse or a black widow. In this area. I think maybe in southern Illinois they might exist, but I think it's too cold up here. I've never seen them in my life. Yeah, and I've, all the crawl spaces and forests have been in, and I still haven't seen them. I'm like, I'm telling you, I don't think they're around here. I don't think they exist. No, we don't have scorpions. No scorpions, no ghosts. No poisonous snakes. No scorpions, no ghosts. In fact, <laughs> zero ghosts. So you believe in them, but you haven't seen them. They scare you, but yeah, you're not that I, afraid of them. Well... My eyes play tricks on me all what the time. What are they if you do believe in them? See, that's the thing. Are you thing. spiritual? You get into that world? I, 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 I don't follow any kind of religion. I, I feel like we don't know enough to, you know, science can explain so many things, but it's also like, what does that mean then? Like, okay, science explained this thing, but. It just doesn't explain ghosts. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't. It doesn't explain why. What do they, why do people? Why think? did planets happen? Why did planets? Well, that, we're not well, the Big Bang. I know, but which apparently maybe didn't happen. They got the theory wrong, or it's I, a theory now. It's I not wouldn't even a, put it past science. Science that that I don't care <laughs> that we're not. Period. That we don't know where it came from. Yeah. Like, I don't, what's the upset? Like, we're never going to know. Right. Like, that is probably one thing we will not know. Definitively, we won't. We I don't have see that one a, a way out. of finding it out. Because even if we did, it would just be some equation and someone would be like, I don't believe that. And then, it, well, we got the internet now. The internet won't allow that to be real. It just isn't going to take. Right. Same with, like, okay, I I do think aliens are real, but not in the the way that 
you know little green goblin no green not like guys. The, not the dried up shriveled gray mars attacks thing that like they found in mexico or whatever i don't think i i think it's pretty why did un- that become the look though i don't know neither I think the this most, is turning like, the, into like the History Channel aliens guy who just like asks questions and is like I don't know <laughs> what if it's this way I th- I don't know <laughs> I think and nothing is ever answered and it's the most frustrating thing ever but anyway but like that people love podcasts for that reason because they're thinking the same thing they're just like they want to hear someone let them like confirm that we don't really have any answers and we don't know. I think aliens are very possible in this universe considering how many planets and Goldilocks planets that might exist just like planet Earth. Are they here? I don't know. Here? Could they get here? If they did, Mm. they're probably using a very different form of technology that we can't comprehend. But why I think that is possible is if you took your smartphone, especially say the the, uh, iPhone 15 came out. Mm-hmm. So say you take the most latest iPhone 15 Pro Max one terabyte hard drive, okay, this badass phone, and you go up to a like walrus or a scorpion or a serpent, uh, a serpent of some kind, like a, <laughs> a, like anything, and you were like, what you can do with that phone near them, like how you can just like take a picture of them. Put it on the internet, especially if you have a lot of followers, and like millions of people can see it. You yeah. can write stories about right. them. You can create worlds about them. You can research every single about, thing about them: their kingdom, their their file, their 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 name, where the what the Latin word from it, where it came from, when they were first found, the history of it. All the while, that little species is just looking at you and has no idea that you're doing that. That's or, true. That you did it. That you went to this other dimension and doing it through the air. Has you no know, idea. You know, that's true. Maybe so like... So it's like, they could be doing it to us and if it's at that level, why would we know? That's true. I you guess, know? but it's like a scorpion can see the person holding the phone. But whereas... their eyes don't even work like us. They don't know what a phone is. They would just see this object and be nothing to them. Well, go further. Go to a worm. Go to something they can't see. Just lives in the ground. That's true. You know, has no idea about, you know, Kylie Jenner has no idea. They're lost. <laughs> They're really missing out. Do you I wouldn't want to be a worm. Do you have any um, guilty pleasure shows? Um, not really, to be honest with you. I only consume good content <laughs> all the time. No, um, no, uh, guilty pleasure shows, uh, I watch um, people build houses in The Sims on YouTube. <laughs> That's kind of what I do for fun. That's like a guilty pleasure. What was better than what you just said? It's the face you made. Yeah. You made such like a a little kid. I got caught pouty face. Just like. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Sims, interesting. I used to love The Sims. Yeah, dude. Oh my God, The Sims Four, the newest one. You would love how I think I only know The Sims One. Like the <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, dude, you are so behind. <laughs> the Sims Four. The worst part about The Sims was like building the houses yeah. in the, the original Sims. It was like so annoying. It was just like, who cares? I'm gonna make a giant rectangle, slap a door on it, and a million windows. Oh, I went all out. And I then, loved it. <laughs> well. The Sims 4, the building function is so cool. Really? Yeah, I've built I built a I funeral home. 
in my town. <laughs> it needed one. Okay. People do die. It, the Sims die. And there's nowhere to celebrate their life. Do you really do funerals in the game? You can't. But I like It'd be weird if you I did. designed a funeral home anyway. Are you into like dead stuff? Like taxidermy? No, not really. Fright Fest? No. You do like horror films. I like horror films. I I supernatural films, demons, that stuff really scares me. I'm like because they can just like show up and you can't see them. They can pass through walls. You know, so that like scares you more than like people. Yeah. So like the, people are tangible. You can run away. You can, you know, put live, up a barricade. They live in the metaphysical world. Yeah, you can't run from that. <laughs> so you're not into like the all the the murder stuff on Netflix, like the mm, Dahmer and all that. I find it really like morbidly interesting i guess but i'm not like obsessively con- like listening to murder podcasts or whatever Cereal and all that. no it's like very gross like why so why are so many ladies into that um and i know it's i'm just I generalizing but let's let's be real that's all i've ever heard people talk about it's like it it's not that far fetched that it could happen to you i guess I mean, at that level, it's pretty rare. Like at the level of like a, a Bundy, like yeah, that's I not mean, that common that people but do that. Getting at, harmed, getting by harmed a is dude pretty common. Yes, is not that wild of an idea. And so it no. kind of, I mean, I think for some people, for it's it's like informative. Like these are the warning signs. Like oh, a person's like screwing around with animals in the backyard. <laughs> Maybe divorce him. Like, wow, uh, Rod, you killed another raccoon, buried it, and cut it off with a lawnmower. What's up with that, Rod? Knock that off. I don't like it. Um, Yeah, I think some people, it's like informative. It's like, okay, these are warning signs. This is what I can look out for. I think it's it's like a a weird anxiety, like control thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, Okay, if I listen to this and learn about it, then I can be more informed and therefore I'm like prepared. Even though it's you're not, it's 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 like it's like how anxiety so many times in your life is useless. It's like a useless feeling mm-hmm. that is just making your life worse. Like you are bracing for something that probably won't happen. Yeah. So it's sort of like satiating that anxiety a little bit. It's like, okay, I'm I'm informing this anxiety that I already have and calming it down because I'm, like, telling it. I, I'm, like, preparing it. Mm-hmm. Even though it's making the anxiety worse. I was just going to say, I feel like it makes it worse because, okay, first of all, statistically, a serial killer coming to get you is very rare, especially nowadays because it's so hard to get away with it. Totally. And you have yeah, you have track my phone, and your mom can keep an eye on you when you go on a Credit date. Cards, like all these yeah. good things. There's cameras everywhere. Like, did not get that person's license plate snagged by a camera somewhere? So hard and mm. rare. You have to be a serial killer in the middle of Oklahoma. Like, it just doesn't yeah. wouldn't work well. Probably not city. in the U.S. Like, you'd have to be, be hard somewhere like Mexico would work pretty well. Middle of nowhere, Mexico. I feel like yeah. I mean, that's like a good. Well, middle of nowhere because it's, like, you know, jungle and stuff and wilderness, but also, like, I mean... Less tech. Yeah, less tech, 
less like law enforcement, mm-hmm. probably in general, less, less hands-on. Less money for the law enforcement yeah. to even pursue right. They're like, an unknown murder. They might just close it. Cold 100%. Case. Yeah. So. so I feel like it's giving more anxiety to women. <laughs> totally. And I find it, yeah, because I know so many ladies that are just... They love it. They eat it up. They top on it. Like, I don't know. It's like creeping. Like, quit watching it. Like, it's scary if you get nice. But then why are you watching it? If it gives you nightmares. Yeah. What's the, what do men have on, what's the male version of that? We got, what do we watch by women to prepare ourselves for? Probably like Joe Rogan or something. No, it's probably like the Kardashians or, <laughs> or like <laughs> Desperate Housewives. Do you watch that? Kardashians? Yeah. Or just, you know, anything like that. No. I've heard Real Housewives is good. I don't watch In terms no. of like trash TV. That's like most people can get on board with Real Housewives because it's – I do like that stuff. I don't watch it, but I do like it because it's so detached from my reality of what I'll ever experience. It's like the things causing them stress are just so unrelatable. Mm. I'm like, oh, you're – like you lost a Cartier bracelet or something. Like that's so (laughs) sad. What? What? Yeah. Like, what is that? Like, I don't even know what that is. Uh, yeah, get back to Earth, right? Yeah. No, not many guilty pleasure TV shows. Yeah, you don't have free time. No, not for that. I think the most guilty pleasure thing I have is, like, Formula One car racing I watch. You know? But that's not quite like that. That might but... be straight dude equivalent to murder podcast. You think so? Formula One, Maybe. I know other dudes that are into that. Yeah. I'm noticing a trend. Could be. You know what you'd probably really like is, first of all, The Sims 4, because the Mm -hmm. building aspect, you can, like, really get granular with it and, like, construct anything, like, any kind of structure, really. You choose what kind of concrete you want to use. Yeah. It's applied, like, a paint on the outside, but... Yeah, so you can make it look like concrete or whatever you want. You could build a bunker. You could build a silo, barn. I built a church and a funeral home and a graveyard <laughs> and what else? I don't know. I built a place where you can get married, die, get buried, have baptisms. <laughs> I should make a hospital. You're picking such I make bizarre a things. A hospital, a clinic. Yeah, so like a you can be born, you have somewhere to go when you're born and die. It's like a full circle. And get married and get baptized. Yes. <laughs> but, oh, um, I'm playing Starfield. What's that? It's uh, it's like a, a space RPG. If you ever played Skyrim or something. I know of Skyrim, I've never played it. It's, it's like a space <clears throat> version of Skyrim. It's made by the same video game developers. Um... I haven't played but video it's games pretty much. Cool. You know, that's why you're so productive. <laughs> like, they are such a time suck. I, I it's ha- such an escapist. Just like that's why I don't do them. I, I I don't have time for them. When I think about it, it makes me feel like I'm not getting something done. Yeah, I've got to immerse yourself. I was doing that a little bit yesterday. I was playing this game on Wii called Bro Force, and it was hilar- hilarious. What the hell? It was hysterical. <laughs> It's a really bad. It looks like a game from like the late nineties. Okay, and it's just really funny. It's called Bro Force, and it's a bunch of. It's like Rampage meets like I can't explain it. It it's goofy where it's two D and you go across the map, but you can like shoot through anything. And each character that comes back and revives is like a male 
action star from like the 70s, it's, 80s, okay. or 90s, and it's hysterical. So you either come back as like Chuck Norris, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Sylvester Stallone, but like as a character yeah. in the movies, they're in like right. Rambo, Rocky, That's cool. Terminator, Neo from Matrix. Damn. It's, it's hysterical. It's very Mr. T. It's very funny. The guy from Blade. Yes, actually. That's so Wesley dope. Snipes, the guy from Blade. Exactly. It was very, it's really funny and it's like on purpose. It's like a yeah. Team America World Police. For sure. It's exactly like that. It's like being obnoxious on purpose and you're like, it's got an eagle at the beginning with the flag waving. It's just like, ah, oh, bro force. I thought it was funny. But I played for like 30 minutes and I was like, I'm absolutely done. Yeah. That's all I got. Starfield, you're like the captain of a ship and you can pilot around and like go to different planets and do missions and like. That sounds cool. It's insane. That's what's great about it and bad about it. I know. What's great, I respect and love the the technology and the imagination behind it and the effort, the time that these sound designer and video game designers put into it is remarkable. I'm weary of the back end of it. Like I have a lot of students. We have a game design sequence Mm -hmm. that I assume that is doing really well. And a lot of the people in it Obviously, love video games, but I have some students that will be in my sound design classes, learning how to do sound so they can apply it to their projects. Some of these kids, it's, it's not good. They'll be like, "Yeah, I, was, I played for like eighteen hours straight yesterday." I'm just, and how do I say this about something? <clears throat> I don't want to sound rude. I can tell that they oh, play video yeah. games. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like in every way. Like you didn't change your clothes, and like you're dirty, and you smell bad, and that on top of the social skills i'm like yeah oh, you, you don't have friends in in reality you might have friends on the game which is another that's another conversation and that's fine too but you should have both i think it's cool to have yeah. friends via the internet that's fine i made so many friends yeah. through the internet um but you should have both i think both yeah. are cool yeah in, so, in person skills are definitely important and different yes so different 18 hours and i was like what he's like that's, yeah like, wow, dude, what? What? Like, all the time, 10 hours, 8 hours, like, I gotta get home, like, just to go do it, stay up all night. That's... So many people do that. And that's the problem, is, like, the games are amazing. Yeah. And they've made them... <laughs> They're making, better than life. You're making faces, like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's your longest? I... What? <laughs> like, in one sitting? Probably not that bad. Like, a couple hours. But... My Sims 4 file, okay, that I've been playing since 2017, has, I don't even, I haven't even checked the hours on it, but the last time I checked it was like thousands of hours, thousands, but it was over the course of five years, so judge me. Look at how much I still accomplish. I didn't say okay. anything. I didn't say a word. I still have a job. <laughs> I'm clean. <laughs> Still a job. I like go through. I'm clean. I go through like bad. <laughs> I love how that is. Like, don't worry, I'm clean. I'm, I'm clean. clean. I make food to eat. I my laundry is done. I have a house and I pay rent. And you love video games. I do. It's like a huge <laughs> passion. Actually, I I love that they exist. I think they're awesome. <clears throat> if you have a healthy relationship with them, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's like anything else. It's literally 100%. like anything else. It's like working too much. I have to have a health health relationship with that, <clears throat> not to do it too much. So I like make sure that I can hop on GTA Five sometimes. Yeah, dude. And kill some people. You know, it's a, it's 
a part of being an American. <laughs> Hopping on GTA 5 and beating up some people on the street, taking their car. Oh, my God. That is America. It is so... That game never gets old. Just taking a bottle and just hitting somebody. Hitting someone. And, you know, they probably deserve it <laughs> in some way. Should we wrap this up? I guess. <laughs> well. Karen, I haven't done a three-hour and 20-minute podcast in a long time. That flew by. I can't genuinely. believe you thought it was 50 minutes. I don't, like, know. I don't know. It's like seven. Time, that is, I, I am very bad at knowing how much time has passed. <laughs> genuinely. That's probably why you play video games for so long. You're like, yeah, I've been playing for an hour. Nine hours later. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. for chatting with me forever. Making me laugh. You're hysterical. And for being very polite and honest and enlightening some people. Gave me some insight. It's a very complicated world we live in. And there are no right way or wrong way to do stuff. Sometimes you just have to figure it out. Agreed. People can find your artwork. Moon Germ. Moon Germ. Instagram. That's mm. about it. Facebook. I mean, uh, I'm on Facebook, but that's just to, like, talk to my right. aunts and stuff. Right. Instagram's really the only spot. Insta- that's the artist world. Instagram. Yeah. <clears throat> so, okay. Well, if people want to find you other places, you're there, too, but Instagram. Got it. Yeah. And then the band, XYZ, 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 XYZ. Three letters, three letters. That is on Instagram as well. Yes. And Spotify I, and mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, iTunes, streaming YouTube. all over the freaking place. Awesome. And on DZ Records. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> thanks for having me. This thanks was for, fun. Thanks for doing it. It's been three years since I approached you with this. I believe it was in October of 2020. So, yeah, Karen's responsible for my logo. Might be logo. time for an update. You think so? Should I update it? Is that what you do? Don't you just keep them forever? I mean, I think it's beautiful, but... Bending brains. I have four fingers. I'm like a Simpsons cartoon. Yep. And I love it. And then she made the DZ Fest poster again. Thank you for that. And yes, you're a phenomenal artist. I love your work. Keep doing it. Keep making music. Stay strong. Stay positive. I'm trying. You are very tough. (laughs) I recant my statement. You are tough. Thanks, Ben. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Thank you, everyone. Ciao.